What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 124, Beef's Beef. Back with BJ. We finally got the hoop again together the other day. Beautiful thing. It's like the great, greatest day of my life, maybe. Is that uh, David West mini-me coaching for South Carolina? Yeah. <laughs> Just like David West. Um, but yeah, we're back. Better than ever. And back with a ad, like always. And a vengeance. Yes. Um... Of course, we're sponsored by Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage, which is a division of Bay Equity. Boom. Yeah, look at that. I even I wrote all of it down today. Sound effects. Yeah. Uh, ding, 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 you need, Yeah, you need a mortgage. You need a refinance. She's the person to call. She's going to get you together. Who are you going to call? Crystal Lackey. Well, that might. I'd get, I bet she likes that better than the nickname you gave her. I didn't. I didn't give her that nickname. You gave her that nickname for sure. Some little birdie whispered that nickname in my ear, and I didn't think it's a bad nickname. I sat nickname. across the table from you. There's no way I could have whispered that in your ear. Yeah, that was pre-planned. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. got to do a little bit of research. But if you want to get in contact with Crystal, give her a call, 502-615-0743. Check her out online at centurymortgage.com backslash crystal dash lackey. Crystal C R Y S T A L dash L A C K E Y. Not like the burger joint crystal down in the south. Much better than that. <laughs> yes. I've I don't actually I've never had crystal. It's actually not that terrible, but it's basically like uh Southern White Castle, essentially. Yeah, we went there on the way back from the Louisville Western basketball game, me, Parker and Amy. Yeah. But I had eaten during the game, so I wasn't really hungry. You didn't even try one of their little sliders or nothing? I wasn't really hungry, man. It was like yeah. Where I felt like if I ate again, I was going to feel like garbage. Right. And that food will help that yeah, feeling. They got like mini corn dogs and stuff. Yeah, they, it is. I say it's like White Castle. It is different to me, but uh, got to load those suckers with mustard. The, is it the Dusseldorf mustard? I don't know what Dusseldorf mustard is. You go to White Castle? And you don't know what Dusseldorf mustard is? I haven't, you know, I haven't eaten a White Castle in a, many a moon. I haven't eaten in like less than 24 hours oh yeah i ate it yesterday during the game yeah but you again call her 502-615-0743 uh century mortgage is an equal housing lender mls number 76988 crystal mls number 173-5979 and i've got some bad news as well too I i hate to do this right after that interview but I, I didn't. I was unable to do my pregame ritual today. What's that? You know, I'll pull into your parking lot. You know, you usually take a little refresher and then step inside. And and unfortunately, there's a police officer outside. Yeah, I was about to say, you better watch it. The last time I heard that urinating in public, you know, outside, you know, it, it, it's not highly, um, doesn't go over well, I guess is the wording I'm looking for. So, like the LSU police officer, in the locker room, he advised me that I should not be urinating outside. So, needless to say, you know, I'm holding my bladder. I'll make it through. No big deal. But hopefully, this intro will still be as good as the last. I've got a, eight fun facts for you today, and they're all about the number 24 because it's episode 124. It's amazing to me how many episodes you've done and how many episodes I've done now. I've only too. done 123. I know. That's, that's a lot of episodes. But the first fun fact... Is about one of my favorite things in the world. It's a little something called gold. And 24 
is the number of carats in 100% pure gold. So what is a carat, by the way? Trivia question for the day. Isn't that the weight? It's a weight unit. That's right. Very good. So shout out to gold. Anybody has some and wants to donate it to the BJ Cato Foundation, I'm a happy recipient. And I will give you a uh, tax-deductible form called a thumbs up. Funny story. Yeah. Speaking of carrots and jewelry and all that stuff. Uh-oh. So, you know, you see, like, random videos on, like, Facebook Watch and on Facebook and stuff. And every once in a while, you'll check them out. Right. Well, I saw this video of this guy. He's apparently a famous YouTuber. I didn't know who he was. But he was meeting up with a rapper. That wasn't that, a great intro, bro. Well, it, it gets pretty good. Yeah. He pisses this guy off pretty bad. So his brother, apparently, the YouTuber's brother is also apparently a famous YouTuber. And was this it Jake guy, Paul? No, it's <laughs> it was not Jake Paul. I would have turned it off immediately. Um, but this kid was like, yeah, man, my brother kind of made it popular to go to different people and you know check to see if their diamonds were really and he had a diamond tester yeah so he said what i'm gonna do is, i've seen some of those videos i don't know if it's his or not but i've seen the diamond test videos yeah doesn't so, end well so he was like i'll go ahead and test my watch and he's testing his watch and his watch is legit yeah this guy's is and he goes so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna test my watch in front of him and then and uh i'm gonna say hey man let me test your grill because he has a grill of all diamonds and he said, but what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to tell him, is I'm going to take the battery out. Oh. So everyone's going to think his grill is fake. No. <laughs> so he, uh, he, what he did, he tested his watch in front of him. Yeah. And then he turned around and handed the battery to one of the guys that was with him. And he goes, he's like, all right, man, let's do this. And he's like, he said, my stuff is flossing, dude. You ain't, even, you ain't never seen diamonds like this. And he keeps touching it, and everyone's like, oh, man. And he's like, you're playing me, dude. He's like, no, I'm not. He was like, you just saw me test my watch. He goes, you got a fake diamond tester. This guy got so mad. So finally, after like probably five minutes of this guy getting mad and him like retesting it and stuff and nothing happening, he gets the diamond tester back. And he opens it up. He goes, there's not even a battery in here. It's crazy. <laughs> and the dude just like took off running. He was like, no, man. He he put the battery back in there. He's like, test it back on camera. So you can't, he said, you can't upload this. Because at first, he, the dude really kind of believed him. Yeah. And he was like, man, you can't upload this. I'm about to fight this guy that gave me this grill. <laughs> he said it cost him $30,000 for this grill. 15 for the bottom and 15 for the top. It honestly doesn't sound terrible if it's full of diamonds, too. Like Those, those things are not cheap. So he sounds like a good deal to me. Yeah, it no. was it was a lot. Doesn't sound like a great investment. And then when he got the new battery, it was legit. Yeah, that battery was probably less than thirty thousand. I'm gonna guess. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go on to the second fun fact. I don't know if you've heard of these people, but James Dean, Jimmy Dean, the sausage. That's right. No, James Dean, the singer. That's or right. the actor. I mean, singer slash actor slash whatever you want to call him. Lee Harvey Oswald. Not not so much a singer or an actor. Hey, don't be looking at my notes. I'm not, I'm not reading it. You're cheating. And I can't read your handwriting anyway. The last one is the least known. Chandra, Chandra Levy. She's, it, it's a, I figured you of all people with your murder Chandra, case. Chandra Levy, no. Yeah. Don't you, aren't you into the murder or the unresolved cases or whatever they are? What did you tell me about that other podcast that you Serial? Listen? Yeah. 
Cyril's great, man. So I don't know if this has anything to do with that, but Chandra Levy, and they all died at the age of 24. So hopefully all you listeners out there, either A, make it past the age of 24, or B, are currently past the age of 24. Who's the second person? Second person was a little guy by the name of Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, you know, kind of important to American history. I'm pretty, it was either Lee Harvey Oswald or John Wilkes Booth that Theo Vaughn talked about went to his elementary school or from his town. <laughs> he said, I think it was Lee Harvey Oswald and Pistol Pete. He said, you know, two good shooters. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah, the first time I heard that, I was dying, man. I think it's in, oh, his, in his Netflix stand-up. He said, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald and Pistol Peter, both from my hometown. I don't two think good I've, shooters. I've actually ever heard him say that, but that's great. I yeah. mean, that, that is classic. <laughs> and I didn't know he was 24 years old, to be honest. That, that kind of surprised me. I thought he was older. I don't know how old I thought he was, but I guess obviously he died at the age of 24. So yeah. had to have been 24 when the event took place. Um, point number three. Person who stays up 24 hours straight actually enters a state of almost being intoxicated. After staying awake for an entire day, your reaction levels are as if your blood alcohol level is 0.1%. Whoa. I've done that a bunch of times whenever I've worked at UPS. Yeah. I remember at one point I stayed up like 36 hours because I had to, I double shifted. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude. You, when you're driving, you do feel like lethargic oh, and yeah. everything's wishy-washy and yeah it feels like you're driving a boat instead of people a car people don't realize like how dangerous it was working at ups sometimes because you would work so many such like late long hours right like i remember coming home it's I, I, it's funny that i say i remember i wouldn't remember my drive home i would just be home right and, and i'd be like oh. it hit you you're like what just happened yeah i was like i was so tired i didn't remember my drive home and i yeah. would ask people that i work with and that would happen in them all the time too i remember when when i was working with light up toys I, I used to travel a lot and when i would drive with josh we would also have long hours on the road and i remember one time specifically we were coming home and it was a probably one of the longest road trips we had ever taken and <laughs> we were to the point where we had already pulled over and taken nap we were on the road for multiple days in a row and we were on the last leg. And we also, the next morning had to leave to go to Ohio for a, a very important trade show. Right. So wow. we had to be home that night and it's like three or 4 AM in the morning. And so, you know where my house is. Yeah. So he turns off at Charlestown road and is pulling past that dairy queen. Yeah. And he's just like flooring it in, in the H two Hummer on big wheels and oh, i'm like dude we're not gonna make this turn i'm like what are you doing he was like i'm so tired bro the only way to keep me awake is to drive dangerously <laughs> that is the worst thing you could ever say the only way to keep me <laughs> awake is if i kill the person that's riding with me i'm like dude you're i'm like stay at my house don't drive home so he ended up staying the night and then he ended up getting up and going home and packing his bag before going the next day but it was crazy man and what time did you all leave the next day oh probably 7 a.m i I mean, it, I say the next day it was two hours of sleep and then oh my goodness. get up and pack. Because all of our bags were different for that trade show, too. And then we had to get samples ready. So, yeah, we got. I think we got to the warehouse at 7 and then we left at 8, 8.30. Had to drive to Sandusky, Ohio. That's a good six hours. Yeah. Well, but it's not a terrible drive, to be honest. It was just, I, I remember those days. I don't know, and, man. That lasts like hours. Awful. That's a good point. And coming home to me is even worse because it was just like, you know, nothing... I always feel like coming home from anything is always worse. It's never as good. To me, driving there, you've got the anticipation of getting there and doing whatever you're doing. On the way home, you're kind of like, "Mm, okay. So, yeah, hopefully 
don't try to step. The other thing I was going to say too was I remember when I was a kid having like challenges to see how long you could stay up. You know what I mean? Like if you would have people sleep over wherever, you'd be like, yeah, who could stay up the latest or see how many days you could stay up. It never ends well. Now it's like, man, who can go to sleep first? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I used to always get sick. Like when I would stay up for a day or multiple days, for some reason, my immune system would get weaker and I'd always end up getting sick. You're talking about going to sleep early, too. So Monday night was obviously a big game. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But last night, because I was up late on Monday, I fell asleep during the UofL game. <laughs> I woke up at like 11.55 or midnight. I was like, oh, man, what happened? Why did I do that? So, yeah, once you get to a certain age, staying up for those hours, I don't think works well no. for you. Uh, but fun fact number four, Ralph Lauren, you might have heard of him. He was actually in the Army until he was 24, I'm having a tough time speaking, 24 years old. And then he left to join the legendary, I say legendary, brand, Polo. Brooks Brothers, actually. Oh. Yeah, that was where he worked before he started. He started? Polo Ralph Lauren, yeah. So shout out to Brooks Brothers for helping create Polo Ralph Lauren. Fun fact number five, according to a global poll now, don't know how much credibility this poll has because, you know, I'll go into more detail later. But Portugal is actually the 24th best country in the entire world. What's your assessment of that? Uh, I've never been there. Yeah, I've never been there either. But does this, I mean, it, uh, it seems like maybe it could be 24. I mean, why couldn't it be 23? Well, it probably could too. I'm just saying like mid-level. There, how many countries are there in the world? Do you know? I don't. That's, a lot, right? Yeah. A lot more than 24. What do you think was the number one country on this list? It's the what list? The number one? It's just the countries? In it's the just a poll. It's a global poll, but number one country list, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go number with one Dubai. They, ooh, that's not a bad guess. But it's actually Switzerland. Now... I do hear they've got great chocolate and beautiful women. And you have to join the army. You have to? Yeah. A lot of countries actually have that. Still have that. Automatic draft? Yeah. But they also give you a gun. So if you like guns, hey. And it's actually a very nice uh, semi-automatic rifle, I believe. Jeez. Yeah. So probably, but surprisingly enough, they don't have a lot of uh, crazy crimes because maybe their laxatives are very good over there as well too. That might be true. Keep people occupied in their chocolates. Um, fun fact number six. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but there's actually 24 hours in a day. Uh, spoiler Never alert. Never seems like there's enough time. That's right. Spoiler <laughs> alert for all you uh, unknowledgeable 24 hours. Uh, also, 24 is a song by one of your favorite artists, Lana Del Rey. I do like Lana Del Rey, actually. Is it Lana? Lana Del Rey. Lana. Okay. And that's on her 2015 album, Honeymoon. So I figured you had to... Were you being sarcastic when you said that about Lana Del Rey? Because I actually do really like Lana Del Rey. No, I was, I'm always very genuine on this podcast, and I <laughs> wish you would you know, not question my truthfulness on here because it makes me look incredible. So shout out to however you pronounce her name, Lana. Lana Del Rey. That a girl. And then final fact for you, uh, famous TV show 24. I've actually not really gotten into it much, but I have seen some of it. 
Um, the main character on there is Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. Yeah. yeah. And he makes $40 million per season, allegedly. I got to say, that's that's due to IMDb facts right there. Now, $40 million a season? That seems insane to me, doesn't and it? And I've literally never watched an episode. <laughs> I've seen pieces of it, but I've never watched a whole episode. No. Do you know why it's called 24? I think because it's 24 hours in a day, right? Yeah, and I mean, every like, episode is one day, Yeah, apparently. Or is it season or episode? I'm, I'm pretty sure every episode is one day. Hmm. That's what I was told. I've never watched an episode. So well, what I was They gonna, could have been wrong. Well, my next fun fact for you was that 24 hours of Jack Bauer's life, who Jack Bauer's is the main character, who Kiefer Sutherland plays, takes approximately 10 months to film. So my assumption is 24 hours would be the season, right? I would hope so. We're going to have to do some deep, deeper I would, research. I would hope so. Yeah. If it takes... Ten months of, Ooh. yeah, I would hope that that's what it is. But that would explain the $40 million a season then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good math on my part. So th- those are the fun facts for you for the day. And then we've obviously got the who am I. And so think about players who are most known for wearing the number 24. Right? Chances are they could have wore a different number. Tough for players to really I really wear hope them. you didn't use one of them. Well, let me start off with my first fact. The second greatest basketball player of all time. Well, Michael Jordan never wore 24, so. Kobe Bean Bryant. No? He's the third best Laker of all time, so. All right. Well, I guess that one didn't make my list. So we'll go to my actual list. And we'll start with fun fact number one on who am I number one. They were born in Los Angeles, California. Oh. L.A., California, yay. Fun fact number two, six seven two thirty three, good, pretty good size. You know that's very similar to what my build is, two thirty three, maybe not so much, but yeah. you know it's a work in progression. Number three, both of his parents were actually missionaries. I did not know that until my research. By the way, I'm letting you. I'm pretty sure I got it on the first get on the first uh, hint. No, you're a cheater. But you were reading. No, I promised the guy I didn't read it. Well, okay. I mean, I'm just saying, I think you're reading it. Fun fact number four that you will get this. He actually has a podcast named Road Trippin'. You actually might not get that. But I got that because I've shown you clips of that podcast before. Fun fact number five. He played for eight NBA teams. Did you know that? That's crazy. Do you know for sure, for sure, who it is? I do. I did after the last one. I thought I knew it after the first one. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he wore or he wears this number now. But the person Ooh. you're talking about, I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to give it away for someone else. Okay. Well, let's let's save the teams that he played for for a bonus hint then for all the let's listeners see. at home. If hey, I, no, if let's I, save it. I, for let's a see bonus how many. Hint. Oh, okay, for a bonus hint. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll go to fun fact number six. We've got seven total for this guy. Or gal, I guess it could be. You know, it could be a WNBA player. Good. Uh, we'll get. We'll touch on that later. Well, you already did say this is his. Well, or his parents were missionaries. Listen, don't <laughs> critique this part of my my show. Uh, in 2007, he donated three and a half million dollars towards his college alma mater to build a basketball and volleyball practice facility. That's the largest donation the college has received from a former player. I mean, I hope so. Three and a half million is kind of crazy. And the pr- practice facility is actually now named after him as well, too. Hmm. 
fun fact, bonus hint, we'll give the name of that college later as well too. Final hint, that's hint number seven. He has a high school 4A state championship in the state of Arizona. He was a McDonald's All-American. He was a second team NBA All-Rookie. And he was a one-time NBA champion. Now, we've got three bonus hints that we'll give. But I've also got a fun fact about him. And it's a bonus fun fact. He was once injured by thumping his hand on his chest following a clutch (laughs) three-pointer. Injured his wrist. Classic move right there. Um, The additional fun facts or bonus hints was he was a rookie in the year 2002. So when he was on that second team, NBA All-Rookie team, that was the year 2002. The college he went to was? Arizona. Correct. And then let's see if you can get the eight teams. I think you're. this is why I'm going to go on record. I'm going to say you're going to get seven of them. I know two of them for sure. Okay. Cavs well, two and of them isn't Cavs very and Nets. many. Cavs and Nets are two very important ones, but you've got six other ones. And what's crazy is my mind's blanking completely. Do you play? Do you play I, for? Uh, I think there's two other ones that should be easy. Who was the final team he played for? Do you know that? The Clippers? No. Was West Coast or West Conference, not West Coast? Listen, uh, did he play for the Bucks? Too? Yes, he did play for the Bucks. That was the team that he actually got traded from the Nets too, and he was very disappointed about that. But, yeah. But he was playing with Michael Red. Yeah. So that was okay. So right now we have three. We've got Bucks, Nets, and Cavs. Yeah. See, uh, the Bulls. Did he play for the Bulls? Nope. Let me help you out. Two Texas teams. San Antonio. I knew he played for San Antonio. Yes, you did. San Antonio and Dallas. Yep. I don't remember him playing for Dallas. Yeah, he see this is a crazy thing about the teams that he played for. Think about all these teams right around when I saw he had one NBA championship, obviously I remember yeah. the one, right? Yeah. But he's around all these teams that had multiple championships, just not the years he was there. I mean, you look at those well, Spurs teams. The Nets teams, they went to back to back finals and lost both of them. Yep. So that was great teams, but he was on those teams. He yeah. just didn't win a championship with them, right? The um Mavericks, they they won a championship. I forget what year, but that was very close to 11. when he was there. Yeah, They won in 11. And yeah. then you've got the Spurs, who obviously won multiple championships, but not when he was there. Now, the other teams he was at, the Warriors, also won championships a little bit yeah. later than yeah. when he was there. Um, but the last team, last two teams he was on was the Jazz, and the final team he ended his career with was the Nuggets. So I don't remember him playing for the Nuggets. I remember him getting traded to the Jazz. Yeah. He got traded in Isaiah or the around the when they got um Clarkson and all that. Didn't he get traded in that trade? When they traded away um Well Clarkson just went to Utah this year. No, I mean when they got Clarkson to Cleveland. Wasn't that the trade? Oh, tra- but it was a three team. I don't remember. Because Clarkson they, was coming from LA with Nance and uh and I'm there was sure. a third team in there, but I don't remember who it was. Pretty sure it was Utah because that was when they traded, uh, what's his face? The one with the dreads. Verichau? No, the one with the dreads. Uh, what, doesn't Verichau have dreads? Played for, no. He just had really <laughs> curly hair. Yeah. Uh, played for Marquette. Wesley uh, Matthews? Tweener. Tweener got played for the Cavs. 
They traded him from there. He still plays for the Jazz. Oh, Jay Crowder? Yeah, they traded Jay Crowder to yeah. Utah, and I think that's when Richard Jefferson got traded there. Yeah, I don't remember. I saw a couple of names he was traded for. Yi Jin Lin, a um, couple of other guys, but not, not huge names. Yeah, and a, a lot of his stuff was signed contracts more than trades as well, too. Yeah. But so that that's the first one on the list. We'll he used to have some bunnies, too. Big time. I think he still does, actually. I just saw he's still actually – he retired, right? And then yeah. he came out before this season and said he was coming out of retirement. But no no team has picked him up yet. So we'll, we'll see if he does play this year or if he doesn't. Doesn't look like he's going to, right? He's got some, He still looks like he's in good shape, though. Like, he, where most NBA players, when they retire, they right. kind of look a little chubby. Uh, he looks like – He's still in pretty good shape. He seems like a guy who will stay in pretty good shape most of his life, though. I don't know why. I think his is more of a lifestyle than uh, um, he's doing it to be a professional athlete. I could be wrong in that, but he, he just I don't want to ruin like anything, but are you going to talk about that Big Three thing? Yeah, I love Big Three. No, I'm, Were about, you going to talk about it, did, or did you just see what that just said? It wasn't a power move, but I, I can tell you what it is. They actually created their own game. It's Fireball 3 now. It's not Big 3. No, the age thing. 22. Yeah, they lowered it from 27 to 22. Do you know why they did that? To probably try to get people coming out of college that don't make it or what? Well, that helps, but the whole idea was that the league was built to have retired players, and it was a washed-up league or whatever. So players weren't playing in it because they thought by them playing in that, that showed that was the end of their career. Mm -hmm. And so last year, whenever they dropped the age down to 27, that helped extend that out. But guess what else? There, It's open tryouts now. So, like, you know, Ice Cube said this. So to me, it's just like it's great publicity and marketing. I don't think it's actually going to happen. But people like Chris Brown are eligible to try out for it. Now, a guy who's – more of our favorite, Jay Cole, can try yeah. out for that league. And it's all about, like, obviously he's going to take them because of their name. But Yeah, you got to take guys like that because they're going right. to draw such a bigger crowd than even those NBA guys. But it's a good league, man. There's a lot of great players in there. You actually have to be able to play, too. And three-on-three three is a completely different game. And yes. you add the four-point shot, and then you add in the fouls, the way they do the fouls. And then also you do the one-shot free throws. I'm telling you, they've, they've really done a great job. I think last year was, what, the fourth year? Or this Third or fourth, year? yeah. Yeah, this year's the fourth year, or last year was the fourth year. But I look forward to it. They were talking about they'll never be able to compete with the NBA but that's why they created their own game. And they reference like rugby compared to football and, you know, uh, cricket compared to baseball. I yeah. Guess. And so they said that's that's kind of how they look at the big three. But I love it. I'm already excited about it. So hopefully we'll get another great year. Uh, on to who am I number two, though. Uh, They're actually born in Oakland, California. So I went with the California theme today on the who am I. I think I got this one already for sure. You might. Uh, listed as 5'11", 215. A little bit less than what I was thinking for some reason. If it's who I think it is, it's a lot less than what I think. Yeah, I could see that being... I mean, I, I would say the 233 would make more sense to me that the first guy was than the 215. Um, but point number three, his mother once held the 200-meter track record at Oakland Technical High School. So comes comes from good genes. Um, also played college football with a lot of his cousins as well, too. Not one of my hints, but one of my bonus hints. Um, fun fact number four. He was a four-sport athlete in high school, wrestling, football, track, and basketball. 
Fun fact number five. He has played for three NFL teams in his career. We'll name those teams later for the bonus hint. Fun fact number six. He has retired twice in his NFL career so far. <laughs> Love that one. Fun fact number seven. Final fun fact. He has been featured on the TV show The League. Got to give a shout out to The League, one of the greatest of all time. And I think he was actually on, was he on the last episode or the season premiere of the... It was the first episode of the last season. Yeah, season premiere premiere of the last season. Great, great part, though. If you haven't seen it, you got to look it up. <laughs> he was also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I don't know much about, but I see... I hear a lot of people say it's really funny. I see commercials for it, man, and it looks hilarious. I mean, all I think of is that's the guy from Hot Rod, right? Yeah. And Hot Rod is a Andy Samberg, very underrated show. Movie. It's also Lonely Island. He's the lead singer of Lonely Island too. Yeah, which is hilarious too. Uh, Greg's little brother Brad played me some of his music, and and that stuff's hilarious. But he was also on Conan twice. One of my favorite Conan segments was when he was playing Gronk in Mortal Kombat <laughs> before the uh, Super Bowl, which was great. I mean, you got to watch that if you haven't seen that. Now he actually was just on Bar Rescue recently. Which I haven't watched, but I you're, heard that was really good. You're skipping one too, unless hopefully I won't say it just in case you have it on there. Nope, I don't have it. Probably he he will be coming up. I've never heard of it. Westworld, you know anything about Westworld? Mm-mm. He'll be on an episode of Westworld in 2020. I guess he's filmed it, but it's not out yet. So what what am I missing? Well, two things. He had his own show on Facebook. Yep, unscripted or yeah. no script, one of the two. And he was also on an episode of Bear Grylls. Ah, I did see that. And that was one of the funniest things I've ever watched. Yeah, he wasn't killing the boar or going down to the boar or whatever, right? Yeah, he wanted him to climb. No, he wanted him to, uh, Bear Grylls wanted him to wipe the blood on his face. Oh, yeah. After they killed something, and he was like, nah. But he calls everybody blood, too. That's the hilarious yeah. thing. He's like, no, blood, not doing no. that. Not doing that. So, it's, yeah, that. I love that guy. He's one of my favorite people. He is. He's one of the greatest um, personalities in sports history. I think some people can relate with him and others can love him by not relating with him. You know what I mean? Like he's just a genuine dude. Um, people look at him and listen to him and they they judge a book by its cover and think that that guy's not intelligent, but he's actually very, very intelligent. Yeah. The, something that people will – a lot of people don't know. I'm sure you do. He's never spent a, a dime of his NFL checks. Yeah. Not one. He's strictly, since he's been in the NFL, strictly lived off of endorsements, which is huge. Gronk was the same way. A lot of people look at Gronk as an airhead. Gronk has never spent a, a dime of his NFL checks. Gronk's probably made a lot more than what uh, I would, this person I would guess has, too, and this person has made a lot of money. I yes. mean, I, I was even reading some of the ones that he had, and, and there was, yeah. Needless to say, he was he was not doing uh, too shabby. Well, the first one I did not get on the first uh, hint, but the second one I did. Mm. Well, let's let's give the bonus hints. Do you know the three teams that the second person played for? Yes, uh, drafted by the Bills. Boom. Left there, went to the Seahawks. Yep. Retired. Came back, went to the Raiders. Yep. Retired. Right. And just went back to the Seahawks. And now he actually hasn't retired again. That's why he retired twice. Yeah. But. I think he's probably retired again. Did he technically retire after the Raiders? Yes. Now, what he did was he, he didn't got hurt. Take, he didn't take himself. I guess there's the testing pool, you know. So he verbally retired, but did not take uh, himself out of the testing pool. So that's why he was still eligible to come back so quickly. I guess there's certain protocols and 
things of that nature. He never removed himself from the system. It's good to know. Yep. So who am I on the first one? Number one, none other than Richard Jefferson. My guy. Yeah. It, I, at first, because I think he wears 24 now. Doesn't Paul George wear 24 now? Oh, I think he might. You know that's, what? I forget what he wears this year. That's who I first thought was Paul George. Yeah. Because Paul George's from L.A. Yeah, and I'm I was not like, sure. oh, man. That, I, Is it L.A. or it's somewhere in California? I'm pretty but, sure it's L.A. because I saw the he's the cover athlete for ESPN Magazine. Right. And I saw people share stuff. Um, I'm actually going to, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to add that story to my, to my uh, power move. All right, Drake. Um, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just wonder if it was one of those situations where, like, people, you know, say they're from a city and then they're from close to it. And yeah, I don't think it was PG who was saying that, but I just automatically you get lumped in. Yeah. Um, and then number two, I mean, if you haven't figured out who we're talking about by all the stuff we've been saying, right? Especially because I just shared his video the other day. But number two is Marshawn Lynch. Did the video you show um, have him talking about? money and and keeping your body right and all that okay i saw yeah. that video i didn't know if you shared it or not but great taking video. care of your chickens yeah <laughs> great video though yeah i i love marshawn lynch though he always cracks me up with the stuff that he says yeah and his show you referenced the show that was one of the greatest shows dude it was like Definitely. i literally looked forward to every week when it would come out yeah because he did that one episode did you watch all of them I don't know if I watched all of them, but I know I've watched many of them. My favorite was the training camp where he made the, his team work out. Oh, that was so good. And on, they were vomiting. And Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that was on the beach, right? Yep. Yeah, that was good. The The first episode, he went out to uh, that NASCAR training facility. Yeah. And he burned the tires up, and they told him he had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this show is going to be great. I was pretty impressed when he did the backflip, too. I mean, yeah, that... they were so nervous that he was going to do Like, Remember, they were trying to tell him not to do it? Right. And he was like, no, bro, this is my show. I'm going to do it. Right. And he did it, and they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> I so don't think sad. they expected him to be able to do it. I mean... And that's why we say that, what was he listed as, 211? That seems really 215. small. 215, yeah. For his, not, He's I mean. a freight he, train. Yeah. It, it, I never would have pictured him being that, that small. Maybe when he's drafted. I mean, coming out of Cal, I, I feel like 215 makes sense to me. I never knew he was like that, even when he was in Buffalo. Like, you really, he really took a step towards the forefront when he was in Seattle. Yeah. Because that team was so, like, out there with, you know, the, what was the, uh, the, what what did the the defense call themselves the Legion of Boom Legion of Boom yeah and you just had that whole team Seattle was just a popular team and he was just everywhere and then somehow Philadelphia got the worst cornerback or defensive back on that team Byron Maxwell <laughs> who's no longer even in the NFL is he I don't think so yeah. but, but I thought he was good it just didn't end well yeah so I, I love Marshawn Lynch yeah. if you all haven't seen that Bear Grylls episode look up clips of it because yeah. One of the funniest things you'll see. Just everything he does, like you mentioned. I mean, the whole Skittle thing. Do you know Skittles sponsored him? They gave him uh, two years' worth of Skittles, and then they put a big Skittle thing in his locker. And <laughs> I'm sure there was financial gain in there as well, too. But Yeah. Um, so I guess that moves us to our locks. Yeah. I don't even remember what my lock that was, was a bad last call. Week. That's why I was paused there. Yeah, I I don't know. I was. I couldn't tell if that guy touched it or not. I love bad calls in basketball. Those are my favorite. Well, I did not cover my 
Mine did not cover last week. Yeah, I didn't have such a good week either. <laughs> I, I took Clemson and they did not cover. Yeah. The six. They did somehow cover. Do you remember I said take the under? Dude, the over under oh, was what, 68? 68. And it was 67? <laughs> I was like, man, there's some sick people out there that took the over. And everybody bet the house on the over. I mean, I, I saw it. Everybody was saying take the over. Because I think, so the research I did showed that Clemson averaged over 40 a game and LSU averaged over 40 a game. But Clemson's defense only allowed 10.9 points per game. Well, granted, that was against a lot of ACC teams. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, I'm thinking LSU is going to be able to stop the run, make Trevor Lawrence beat him. Well, I was right on one thing. It was the under. They didn't stop the run. Etienne got what he want and was nasty. But they kept trying to throw the ball, and it just wasn't working well. Once you get behind. But, yeah, more, more of the story that was the only good thing that I did last week because I had the Seattle and Green Bay game wrong by one point, right? Didn't that end in a five-point game? Which I can't remember the exact score. It was controversial, whatever it was. But that that was a four-point spread. Green Bay covered the spread. Then I had the UNC Pitt game wrong, remember? The Wofford-Samford game I had right. Um, St. Louis versus George Washington I had wrong, and then the Duke and Georgia Tech game, I think I had that one wrong too. So I didn't, I didn't have such a good week last week either. Wait, when did Duke play Georgia Tech? Was that during the episode last week? Uh, after. Remember, because we played. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it came on after. Yeah. Yeah. And... I was about to say, they played Wake Forest on Saturday, and they beat the breaks off of them. Yeah. And then they didn't beat the breaks off of Clemson last no. night. By the way, did you see Fitzy's returning for his 17th year? Yeah, I did see that today. That's pretty actually. cool. That's very impressive. 17 years, and Keekley retired at the age of 28. I mean, yeah. he'll be 29, but that's a sad story because I think from what I read, they insinuated that that had something to do with um, concussions, and I, I don't like hearing that. You know what I mean? No. He was very uh, remorseful. I mean, he was tearing up. In his post, too, he said, the only way I know how to play the game, I forget exactly what he said, fast, strong, and hard or something. I forget what it was. And he said, I don't, I don't think I'm capable of doing that anymore. And so he, he didn't really say why he was retiring. He just said he couldn't play the game in that manner anymore. I went, man, that's tough to watch. Wow. And he also <laughs> referenced the changes that the team's going through. And... <laughs> It's like, yep, kind of a good time to get out of this place. He now. said that? No, he didn't say that. He And, in fact, I, that's the way I took it from not hearing it. I actually read that, and on paper, that's the way it looked. It was like, oh, okay, our quarterback's probably gone. Yeah, they had a backup who played well this year as a little-known guy. Uh, college coach coming in, losing Ron Rivera, who was there for, what, nine seasons with him? Yeah. Something like that. But, yeah, he referenced it. And so then a reporter dug into it a little bit more and was like, are you leaving now because of this situation? And he was like, no, it has nothing to do with the coaching change. That was his only comment on it. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm going to stay in the NFL and I'm going to stay in the playoffs and I'm going to take Kansas City. Oh, which is what? Spread, though. Seven. Oh, man. I think I, this is where the magical run for the Titans come to an end. You know what? I, I consider that option. And I thought to myself – that would be a logical pick, and especially when you saw what they could do in one half last week. Uh, one quarter. 
one quarter really. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were down twenty four to nothing and then reeled off twenty eight points in the second quarter. It's just amazing to me, man. That 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 makes no sense how you allow a team to do something like that, especially um when you're supposed to have a decent defense. I mean not not the world's greatest, but good defense but I, i've actually got a million and one picks for you this week so do you want to add any more no come I on can, i can't wait for this come on bro so i already told you about the kentucky one i'm taking the kentucky as five and a half point spread uh favorite over south carolina that that one to me is an easy lock of the week now i also mentioned to you the auburn game so the auburn game i think they're playing alabama is that right and that was a six-point spread, so I'll take that as well. But I'm going to – there's a huge uh, – I don't know if you know him, but a guy we like to call Monkey Man in my household, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, he's fighting this weekend. So I, I had to give that card a little bit of shine, and I had to take a couple of people from that card. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you four picks from that UFC fight of who to bet your bottom dollar on. I'm going to take McGregor over Cerrone. I'm going to take Holly Holm over Raquel Pennington. I'm going to take Alexi Olenek over Maurice Green. And I'm going to take the young up-and-comer Macy Barbier over Roxy Matafari. So it should should be a great card, though. Uh, I really am intrigued by the McGregor versus Cerrone fight. I think Hagen's might have heard his Jujubees. Is that what it is? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It, at first it looked like his hand, but yeah. Jump All up right, and sorry, down. Go ahead. Cup it and jump upside up <laughs> and down. Not upside down. But yeah, so those are my picks. The other one I considered was the Virginia and Florida State game tonight, by the way. Not taking it, but that was a six-point spread. Who's favored? Florida State. Yeah, Virginia already has four losses this year. Yeah. And it's at Florida State, but lower-scoring game. Um, and I think that Virginia team can slow down the Florida State offense, whereas I don't think there's a ton of teams that can do that this year. So you were talking about uh, Cowboy Cerrone, is that his name? Yep. He told one of the scariest stories I've ever heard, man. The spelunking story? Yes. Yeah. Have you listened to that? Yeah. That was one of the scariest stories I've ever listened to. Yeah. That doesn't end well for most people. Like, he's, he's got so many stories like that, too. Yeah. If it didn't have such colorful language, I would share it on the podcast page. But, yeah, it has some... Give uh, him a brief breakdown of it. Basically, he, he says that he um, cave dives. Right. Um, apparently, he does it a lot. I don't know if he still does after this. But he basically told his wife that uh, she was nervous for some reason. She said, I don't know why I'm just really nervous. And he said, I'll be back. Long story short, or, or I'll, I'll give this part. He always breaks down and says that if somebody gets lost, you're never supposed to try to help them. You're always supposed to worry about yourself. Right. That's a key part of that story, too. Yeah. So they get into where they're going. That's like diver's code is what he said. Yeah. You, you are responsible for yourself and nobody else. It's kind of like what they always tell you on an airplane. Put your own air on before you put anyone else's on. But that's the thing. In this case, they're not saying put your own air on before. They're like, you get out of there alive, and if the other guy makes it good, and if not, then at least you made it. (laughs) Yeah, so he goes into this. They get in this big corridor, and this guy starts freaking out. 
and basically kicks up a bunch of dirt and Cowboy Cerrone can't see anything and he gets lost and he gets lost for a long time. And you've got limited oxygen. Yeah. And it's like you said, you're down in a cave. And so you and can't. And he actually brought that other tank, and he normally never takes two tanks. Right. So there was a lot of things that went into it that was really scary. But it was like, man, I, like I said, if anybody wants to, find, I'll send you the, the link to it. Because I've listened to it again, and it still freaks me out the second time I listen to it. Oh, he does a great job telling the story, too. Like, it's he brings phenomenal. you in the right. entire time. Because when I first saw it, I didn't realize who it was. Yeah. And then I saw him fighting UFC. I was like, oh, that's, I don't know why I didn't put that together. That's Cowboy Cerrone. Super fun fighter to watch, by the way. Like, his fight style is, there's never a dull fight to watch him fight in. Yeah, and there's never really a dull fight with McGregor either. No. So. Well, that's why McGregor took McGregor's coming off a loss. I think, actually, two losses, technically, if you count the Mayweather boxing match. You know what I mean? Did you see that he said he's wanting to fight him again? No, I saw them saying that there was uh, conversations about him fighting Pacquiao. And I'm just like, oh, man. But I also hear he's potentially fighting three times, maybe four times in the UFC this year. I think McGregor is at the point where he's potentially making up to $80 million this fight. So why why would he ever need to fight? You make it, you, you, it makes you wonder if he's kind of like Mayweather, though, man. Because Mayweather, they always talked about how you know he carried a million dollars with him around all the time in a bag. Right. And he proved that on ridiculousness that he at least had it at that point. But... Is he really smart with his money? No. Because it seems like he, I don't know. Mayweather was always in financial trouble, it felt like. Well, and McGregor's always got legal issues, so you know that's a pretty penny. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have the best lawyers in the world, and uh, because he's got legal issues in Ireland, he's got legal issues in the U.S. I wouldn't be shocked if he's got legal issues in other countries. Yeah. Maybe in those other countries, cash is louder than attorneys, but... (laughs) But yeah, so no, he doesn't spend his money wisely. But still, eighty million, like eighty million, you know, your generations are set. Yeah. So that's just for one fight. I guess he said last fight against uh, Habib, he made fifty million roughly. And, and got didn't he get pummeled in yeah, that fight? Pretty bad. But that's what Khabib does. I mean, Khabib is a bear. He's a grizzly bear. And supposedly McGregor's goal is to get back to that fight, but he's got so many options. He says if he wins this fight quickly, he'll fight again here soon. And it, there's actually, I was reading today, there's a fight card that doesn't have a main event in maybe April or no. Yeah, maybe it is April. And so I'm hoping that if he wins and comes out healthy, that then he'll be able to turn around quickly and get one of those fights in April again. Because there are fights that I want to see. The fight I really want to see is a guy named Justin Gaethje. He's not a super well-known guy, but that fight would be a blast to watch. Gaethje is one of the funnest fighters to watch in the UFC for me. Yeah. Yeah, monster. So, um, we are going to mention the championship. We can't talk about part of it and not really talk about the championship. So, the championship went the way I guess a lot of people did. I thought Clemson would win. And people called me nuts, and I was like, "Well, you got to beat Clemson before I'm gonna pick against them." Yeah, I had thought they had zero chance last year, and they beat the brakes off of Alabama. Um, also, I didn't have them covering the spread. Remember, so that that did surprise. I had them as a six point win, right? And they ended up winning by a lot more than six. I think seventeen. The spread ended up finishing at what seven? 
No, it went down. It got bet down. It got bet down to five. I forgot when when I saw it. Remember, it was at seven and a half, and so I said I'll take the under. But yeah, it ended up getting a lot lower than what I. It was funny when we were playing. um, When we were playing Monday, actually, when we were about to leave, those other guys came in there. Yeah. And they were talking about different stuff, and they were talking about how they thought that the game wouldn't be close and all this stuff. And he was like, one of the guys was like, "Well, I didn't expect LSU to beat Oklahoma the way they did," and I said. Are you serious? Yeah. He was like, yeah. I said, so you just talked about how good you thought LSU was. <laughs> Did you not watch Oklahoma? I said, they play in the Big 12, which plays no defense. Yeah. And they lost to, who was it they lost to? Kansas State or something? Somebody like that. Did they lose to Baylor at one point too? No, they were losing to Baylor and came, came back, back and beat them. Yeah. So, I mean, they only had one loss, but it was like, it was blatantly obvious to me that they were going to get blown out. Yeah, like the confidence thing on our bowl thing. I think I that was my number one or my most confident pick was that was that one. I remember you saying that they they weren't a team that was hot at the end of the year. That no. that's the difference too. I think they were winning games, but they weren't winning them handily. And I'm telling you, the the older I get, the more I'm going to use that to my advantage. Like the teams who are hot at the end of the year, I'm going to try to ride them in the tournaments because yeah. from what I've seen the last couple of years, that's becoming more and more true. The game started out exciting, and you felt like going into the half, okay, this game's living up to the hype. Yeah. And you were like, okay, if Clemson comes out and gets a stop to start the half, this game could legitimately live up to the hype the whole time. And that last, the last play of the first half, uh, Joe Burrows got pummeled. Yes, he got absolutely killed on that pass. But he stayed in there and threw the touchdown pass to Randy Moss's son. All right. And some people called me wrong. But I feel like if you go back and watch that second half, the beginning of it, he definitely either looked timid or he looked like he was hurt worse than what they were saying. Yeah. Because the first two possessions, he didn't do anything. I don't think as a human you can take a hit like that. And and that wasn't the only hit that he took all day. Like he was standing in the pocket and letting that thing fly. That blitz was getting right down the middle too. That was what was amazing. It, It wasn't, it was a very aggressive blitz, but it schematically, it was not. A shocking blitz because it was the linebackers coming right down the middle gaps. Yeah. So it was getting home, and he was getting the wood laid on him. And I don't think, as a quarterback, you can just brush something like that off. No. And he, and that one hit, like it, it looked like it. I mean, it hurt me watching that hit. Oh, he got hit hard. Ribs couldn't have felt good. And think no. about it, that's your throwing motion as well, too, and breathing in general. When you've got rib injuries, every breath you take hurts. Yeah. So I felt like he came out either timid or he was hurt. And then he took that scramble for, what, 10 or 15 yards? It was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Well, first and foremost, before halftime, that quarterback draw was beautiful. That's such a ballsy call. Maybe the best quarterback draw I've ever seen in my history of watching football, though. Like, I'm with you. I don't think it was even a great – I don't know if it was a great call. Hindsight being 2020, it was. Amazing. Third and ten, and you go quarterback draw, and you gain what? Probably nine. I think he said nineteen or twenty. Yeah, and set him up for that touchdown. It's insane. But how how big of a star is that Jamar Chase going to be? Yeah, there's a lot of great players on the field, and I do want to say I think that these were obviously the two best teams in football this year. Yeah, and we'll see a lot of these guys playing at the next level. Yeah, I mean T Higgins. Is fantastic, but he Trevor didn't have Lawrence. a very good game. That was, well, I he mean, was he was banged up a little bit, but I, T. Higgins is fantastic. You got to win the one on one matchup though, and Lawrence was a little bit off, but still. 
They said that at uh, one part in the second half that Trevor Lawrence had overthrown 13 passes. Yeah, that – I didn't think it was that bad. But. It got pretty bad. It, that was definitely the most rattled I'd ever seen him. Yeah. By far. And Travis Etienne, who you referenced earlier, I love that kid on the next level. That <laughs> kid can literally do it all. Yeah. He can run. He can catch out of the backfield. Right. I, yeah, that kid's going to be a stud. I've watched them play multiple times this year, and he's the guy who's been the most – I mean, you see those uh, – that position. You see the receiver position. You see the quarterback position. I guess most of the time the two positions you see the most of is the quarterback and running back, right? And that's yeah. just kind of what's featured. And, yeah, so that's helped. But he's been phenomenal every game I've watched this year. Yeah, it feels like every time you're looking up, he's scoring again. And he's just making a play like he's got the total package. Like you said, he, he can rush out of the – off the edge. He can bounce kind of between the tackles. He's got decent blocking. I wouldn't say he's got great blocking, but yeah, if that's his weakness, then so be it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like that's something you can teach. Yeah. Whereas the other two, it's not really something you can teach. No. I see him as a Le'Veon Bell type of running back in the. I mean, that's high praise. Obviously, Le'Veon has had, you know, tumultuous couple of years recently, but style of running back, that's kind of who I compare him to a little bit. I can see that. And obviously, system is going to depend on what he does as well, too. Like, I feel like if you put him in a New Orleans system, oh, that'd be fun to watch. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it came out in the second half. Clemson gets that stop, and you're like, all right, this game is going to be good. Right. Then Clemson scores, and then they get another stop. And you're like, oh, man, Clemson's about to take the lead. And then Trevor Lawrence just imploded. I, like, I felt like that was where the game – because they got the – they they kicked it, and then right. LSU got it back, and then they scored very easy. Right. And it was like, okay, well, here's, uh, here's Joe Burrow's back. And then it was just like kind of back and forth for a little bit, and then it just felt like Trevor Lawrence just kind of fell off. Yeah, but I think overall it was a great game. I think it gave the fans everything they won. If it got boring, it was like you said, just right at the very end, you want the other team to still have a chance. You kind of want to see one last drive. Whether they make it or not, you still want to see it come down to the wire. So if you're going to nitpick or complain about it, that. And, you know, the other thing I'm not going to nitpick and complain about is, you know, one of my good friends bailing on me and not going and eating Clucker's wings with me. (laughs) It's no big deal. I only ordered 30 wings for myself. I told you how I feel about Clucker's, dude. Clucker's is terrible. True story, though. So I I thought we we boycotted them anyway. Well, I I think I boycotted the Jeff location that ended up, but, you know, I've rescinded my boycott because... I thought you boycotted the one by your house. I probably did at one point in time. Yeah, because didn't that the one that you tried to call and get uh, the wing deal? Yeah. Yeah, we boycotted that one first. Yeah, I've I've definitely boycotted. And then we just boycotted them as a company. You know what? I've learned life's too short to boycott. You've got to girl (laughs) caught it and get back in there and and check it back out. Yeah. (laughs) But it was was delicious. Terrible attempt at a joke, but... Teacher, more of the story. So this is what happens. I go in there, I order my wings. I had planned on getting 25 because that'll be a couple of extra wings that I could heat up yesterday. I knew I, I love the wings there, and they're so cheap on Monday night. I, I just heat them up Tuesday too, right? So end up ordering, and the girl comes back, and she's like, oh, you can't order in increments of eight. You've got to either do five or ten. So you want them in increments of ten, right? And I'm like, 
the way you well, put it Well, 25 is not an increment of 8. Well, no, I got 8 of hot, 8 of sweet Thai chili. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so more of a story. So I bumped everything up to 10 and ended up getting 30 wings. <laughs> and so when I got the 30 wings, the woman was walking around. And I'm, I'm sitting, you know, cluckers, walking directly to your left, one of those four top tables, right? Yeah. So the woman's walking around looking, and there's not that many people in there. And she's, like, asking the waitresses, who's is it? Da, 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 da. I see her looking. I'm like, ma'am, are those my wings by chance? Because it, it wasn't the woman who took my order. And she was like, no, there's 30. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah. Like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am, but these are mine. And she looked at me. She goes, these are all yours? It didn't say anything else after. I was like, yes, ma'am, those are mine. Like, you know, completely <laughs> awkward at that point. She, like, didn't know what to say. I was like, oh, dude, that's classic. So, yeah, I got the uh, Cajun. I've been on the Cajun kick lately. Those are pretty good. If you haven't had them there, you got to try those. Sweet Thai chili. Got to go with the hot. I think next time I might try the hen hot because their hot is not really hot at all. And then I got, uh, what was the last one? Honey barbecue. Last time I had the spicy barbecue and it was better. I think I'm going to go with that next time too. But, yeah, I actually still have those wings at home. Are you going to eat them? Yeah. I'm about to go home and eat them because <laughs> last night, fun fact for you as well, too. Have you ever been through one of those Valvoline 15-minute oil changes, dude? Yeah, they're never 15 minutes. Change of my life, though. I mean, I've just never – I've done a lot of oil changes, right? Did you go to the one right there by uh, – Charlestown Road. Yeah, there's there's two of them on Charlestown Road. There's one by the old Arby's where the old Arby's had just no. closed. And then there's the one that's closer down to your house by Coles. Yeah, down down by Coles is the one I went to, and uh, I went there, and it was I mean it was 17 minutes. It wasn't 15. Yes, I timed it, <laughs> but <laughs> they were great, dude. It blew me away because I was like, "What? You sit in your car like to get an oil yeah. change? I've never seen anything like this." And it it reminds me when you go there though, it reminds me of the old Dane Cook bit where he talks about how like when you go to. Uh, when you take your car somewhere, they're always telling you there's like ridiculously things, ridiculous things wrong with it. Right. They're like, "Hey, man, do you want me to change out your air cabin filter?" And I'm like, "What is that?" Did they ask you that? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I had never known what that thing was. Yeah, but they're that's like, a real. I mean. Yeah, but he was like, "Yeah, they'll tell you that." Yeah, man, you got a hole in your exhaust. Apparently, you had like a unicorn <laughs> that was just like jumping up and just poking holes in the in the exhaust right. of your car. So that yeah, that's three thousand dollars. If I would have taken all of their options that they gave me, yes, it would have cost me about $1,000 because they offered to flush the transmission system. They offered to add the um, stuff in the fuel, fuel additive. I forget what it was. They offered to replace all the windshield wipers. They offered to do the fuel system cleaning as well as the fuel additive. And I forget what else it all was. The cabin filter, too, probably. Yep, air cabin filter. And I have a K&N filter as well, too, so they didn't change that. And then um, the light test. All of my lights were good, but I'm sure that would have added additional money. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got the print off at home. Uh, I'm sure it was a ridiculous – but that's, you know, that's the business they're in. But it, I was very – it blew my mind where you could sit in your car and get an oil change like that. Yeah. I mean, I just never – Because they go under your car. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just weird. If like I've never done that. It's like I said, most of the time I've done all of my oil changes. The last one I did, I went to that Meineke down the road from there, or I guess literally right next. It's like right to next it. door. Yeah. yeah, they're literally neighbors, 
and that was $20 for just the standard oil chains. But in this vehicle, I've been getting the synthetic oil. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I don't have the time to do it tonight. So, boom, I went there. It was expensive, but it was worth it. I like the place over on uh, State. and Big O or a different one? Uh, No, the, the one on State down by the Y. Uh, mm. Firestone. They're pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's where I started taking my stuff was Firestone. Yeah. I, I, luckily, I won't need it for a little while now, but I, I'll i duly note that. Yeah, so, like I said, Kansas City, uh, I, I'm taking them, but we got the we got to give a playoff update. So, um, the second round of the playoffs started after the wild card. Both of our teams are out, so we're just oh, watching for God. fun now. Uh, but Well, it's not very much fun to not watch yeah, your team be in This there. is very true. Um, but man, talk about a lot of fans brought back down the earth. Yeah. Fan, I, I'm, if you guys can't, you guys can't see me, but I'm definitely doing air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. I, I love Lamar Jackson. You've heard me defend <laughs> Lamar Jackson on this podcast. Right. And you will again in the future. But geez, man, all these fake Ravens fans. Yeah. I wanted Lamar to win. I really did. But the vindication I felt after they lost knowing that he played pretty well. I know he had his struggles in that game, but knowing that he played pretty well for overall 500 yards of total offense. That's where I'm going to disagree with you, though. And and hear me out. When you look at his stats, you're yeah. like, oh, he played great. When you watch, well, No, I don't think he played great. He definitely made he definitely made mistakes. When you watch the game, man, he was throwing all ducks. Like not, was, not really. There was yes, a lot he of... Was. the The interception, the second interception he had was awful. The fumble he had was awful. The first interception, he hit Mark Andrews right, right in the hand. Right. Was tip. There were so many drop balls in the first half. But how many of those balls that he was throwing were fluttering and not getting there on time? And they Interceptions are one thing. Yeah. But, that second interception was very, very bad. Yeah. Like, I won't disagree with that at all. He literally threw that right to the DB. and Well, the DB made a good play by stepping in. But he, yeah. It didn't have any zip on it. I think if he throws that with his usual zip and throws a tight spiral, it gives his uh, receiver a chance. Yeah. And you, you're going to have to make a play because it's going to be a little further outside probably. But he flutters it and gives the DB a chance at it. By the way, I wish I had known this game was on because I would have much rather watch this game than the other one. Really? Yeah. This will be a better game. I mean, I, I, I told you I'd consider taking this spread with six. I'm, I'm probably glad I didn't. Um, well, I guess I could have taken Florida State and the yeah. six points, but yeah. But um, there was, I don't know. I, the thing that I that made me very mad, though, was the backlash that he got after it, though. Where it was just like, oh, whoops, see, there you go. There's Lamar Jackson that we all knew would be there. It's like, first off, the dude's 23 years old. Second off, Peyton Manning didn't, win a, didn't do anything in the playoffs for his first six years he was in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, there's... Was it Drew Brees started out like 0-4? Like there was a, I saw this thing. It was a bunch of people that, that it, the dude is 20. He's younger than the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. By six months. The dude is still very young. I felt like Baltimore's offense was way different the other day than it was than it had been all season. They didn't rely on their running backs at all. Maybe well, that was due to Ingram being hurt, but it's right. like you still have Gus Edwards. Right. Gus Edwards isn't terrible. No. And I felt like they I went away like from it. Gus is more of a receiving back than a downhill rusher to me. Then at that point, if you already know that Ingram's not going to be 100%, that's when you kind of adjust your offense in that two weeks. That you, or the, 
you know, the two or three weeks that you have off. But I, I think part of the special, and I could be wrong, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, there's things about football that I don't fully comprehend even with playing yeah. it, but the RPO, right? And I think part of having a great offensive attack, because think about it, they're not getting huge gains that often. Their huge gains are like those 30-yard breakout runs and maybe a 30-yard pass here or there. But part of the RPO is to have the three options of your quarterback being a, a touchdown threat, your running back being a touchdown threat, and then your receiving core being a touchdown threat. And they had Mark Andrews out a bunch. I know he was coming back from an injury. They had uh, Ingram out a bunch. I know he was coming back from an injury. Lamar didn't look like he had the best day. You know, some people yeah. mentioned the rust involved with sitting him out. I, I don't think that was necessarily the case. But you're exactly right. It's one game, and to define a kid's career off of one game is not the correct way to do it. He will still be the MVP of the league this year, and I expect him to do big things again next year. Now, I did see that supposedly – I don't know how they do this, but Kansas City is the favorite for next year already. (laughs) I don't. Why was you already talking about next year? And this this one's not over. I have no clue, but I I saw that come out on one of the threads, and I was just like, okay, I I don't know how you do that, but hey. But I guess. speaking on Kansas City, that that game was nuts. Yeah. Like I I didn't even like. Most of the time, if I'm watching something like that, I put a post up. I couldn't. Like I was just so blown away about what was happening. Right. Because first off, you come out and it's like, whoa! I did not expect Houston to do this, and then here comes kansas city and just 28 straight and it's like oh my goodness the first team in nfl playoff history or might have been nfl history to be trailing by 20 to win the game by 20 it's crazy that's <laughs> probably the best meme i saw this weekend too that one where travis kelsey was like whispering to mahomes or it looks like he's whispering and i, I forget the exact wording on it be it's like hey let's let them get up 24 to zero so we I, can. I think your one you shared yesterday was the best one or it might have been today which one was that the one of andy reed that's, oh, yeah. that's that's the best one that i've seen I that was so felt, good i almost felt bad sharing it because i love andy reed and like i didn't want that to sound bad because andy reed's my guy but he was talking <laughs> about the smorgasbord of fast food yeah just two more wins when you posted that dude i died laughing i was like this is so good i love andy reed bro he'll always be an eagle to me i can understand that and even when he's at a different team i'll never cheer for his team but i'll always wish he does well the nfc the uh the running matt mullins and and john iconos just ran over the lowly greg belden's it was close early, right? I mean, uh, uh, I mean, you kind of felt like it was like leading towards this because they stopped Dalvin Cook from the very beginning, right? And if you stop Dalvin Cook completely, that definitely shuts down Kirk Cousins. Diggs and Thielen are two of the best receivers in the game. Now, Diggs wasn't a hundred percent either, but I, I don't actually know if Thielen's one of the best receivers or if he's a product of that system. Yeah, but Diggs to me, you have to put in that conversation, and yeah. They, they just the thing with Thielen though man is that guy can't stay on the field he gets hurt right it's like oh uh yeah Thielen stubbed his toe in the locker room and uh ripped his big toe off I think he was 100% like, oh, in this goodness. game though no he remember he got stepped on by his teammate in practice and oh. they and it ripped open his heel he had his stitches in his heel I didn't see that no. that's what I'm saying he has the most like ridiculous injuries it was like I don't remember who it was a couple I think it was Brandon Marshall actually the receiver that played for the Bears yeah said that he slipped on a McDonald's bag and fell through his TV <sighs> 
I mean, I'm sure that's not really what happened, but it just seems like something ridiculous like that always happens with Adam Thielen. What about the guitar hero injury, the pitcher? Oh, my goodness. Classic. Yeah. I, we need to do an episode where we talk about the craziest injuries that have ever happened. I think that would be a fun episode. Yeah, research would be fun on that. <laughs> um, but the NFC, yeah, the that game, I mean, it was uh, maybe a good game for about a half a quarter or a quarter. And then, like, the second quarter on, it was just all 49ers. Yeah. And then the game that Sunday was uh, Green Bay. Well, nice shot. Was Green Bay, uh, <laughs> Seattle, which was good all the way up until the end when they totally blew that first down call. I don't know. Yeah. I, that was a really bad call. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I like think a... there's only one way to put that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no sugarcoating it. That was, to me, the wrong call. I don't know how you can miss that. Now, I do think fourth down, they're probably going for that, yeah. and they're probably picking that up. But you got to at least let the chips fall where they may. Exactly. At least give them a chance to try to stop them on fourth. Yeah. And and cover my spread. Yeah. Even though they wouldn't have kicked a field goal, they may. See, I picked Seattle to win that game. Yeah. I don't know. It. I mean, I'm interested to see how Green Bay and uh, San Francisco play against each other. I think San Francisco is going to represent the NFC, but also thought that Green Bay would lose to Seattle. So I guess we'll see. Well, I think Rodgers played better in that game than he had. He kind of had a average season, especially not not a Rodgers s season. And I'll tell you right now, if they can have Jones and Rodgers both going in one game, obviously you got to shut down. Uh, Devonte, because yeah. he he went what they say eight passes to Devonte, eight passes to any other receiver or <laughs> tight end or whatever. Yeah. Um. But if Rodgers gets it going, man, they're tough to stop. And it's isn't it ironic that the person that beat the Seahawks was Jimmy Graham? Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers even mentioned that to and that thing to Aaron to uh, Aaron Andrews, where he was just like, I just thought it was kind of cool that. You know, we got that last catch to Jimmy, and that was his former team that he beat. Yeah. But it, is it just me? And if you may need to cover your kids' ears now. Is there some sexual tension between Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Andrews? I don't. I did not see that at all. I think I feel like is. he's giving her the googly eyes the whole time. Mm. Like maybe there may be something there that. He kind of always has those like delirious eyes where it kind of looks like he might be insinuating that he's interested in you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, hey. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's cool when he's talking to Aaron Andrews, but. What's up, senorita? Yeah. Kind of the cowboy <laughs> gunslinger. How you doing, little lady? But I'm telling you, if I can find the clip, it, I don't know. It just, he's just like, hey. Well, yeah. hey, dude, Aaron Andrews is a beautiful young lady. Not disagreeing beautiful with that. Beautiful middle-aged lady now. Not disagreeing with that at all. Right. And Jeez. she dances with the stars, bro. Yeah. I don't know if you knew and that her, or not. Who's her, who's her husband? And it, if somebody, wow. it was an analyst or something. It was on ESPN, right? Why did you just ruin that segment, bro? Wait, no. I'm sorry. That was oh, uh, that was Ponder. I was thinking of Ponder that oh, was married. right. She was. I don't know if Andrews is or not. I've never yeah. done a deep search on that, you know. Isn't uh, isn't Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, though, and he married to Danica Patrick? Or he was with I, her for a while. Yeah, I don't think they're with He's with her anymore. He's with that uh, model. You remember who did the Geico horse commercial? Yeah. It was her. I think he was dating her for a while. I don't know who he's dating now, but I think that might still be his girlfriend. And if that is, shout out shout out to Aaron Rodgers being a happily dating man. Yeah, shout out to Charlie by getting smacked in the head here in just a minute. <laughs> Over here tangling up the cord. He's, got, he's looking at you like Aaron uh, Rodgers was looking at Aaron Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, after that we got uh, the week that was in college basketball. Yeah, Louisville played at Notre Dame Saturday, so I stayed at home and watched that. Then I ended up going over to uh, Smitty's and watching that Baltimore game. Got Chicken King again. Oh, fire! Andy's. I'm telling you, man, Chicken King's wings, in my opinion, are better. Wow. I I like their wedges better too. Oh man! But pink lemonade is what keeps me coming back to Indies, and it's not yeah. like Indies is terrible to me. Indies is definitely very, very good, and I would still eat Indies all the time if I had cash. But <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. That's the other thing that kind of draws me to Chicken King is that you don't have to have cash. Right. Well, the location you go to—that's the case. The location I go to, and Jeff, you don't. Oh have yeah, to. that's true. Uh, but Louisville played at Notre Dame. Had a big lead and blew it, and I don't think we've—I uh, don't know if we've talked about that before, but yeah, it seems to be a common occurrence with this team. Get up big and then uh, let the team get back in it. Yeah, they end up winning the game, but not without making it very interesting and being up three points at the very end, and me just sitting here on the couch, want to punch a hole in the wall because I was so nervous that we were going to lose the game at the end. Yeah. I feel bad for your wall, but I mean, that's legit. I didn't punch it. I, I wanted to. Yeah. No, nothing will ever be worse. I was up here in 2010. Yeah. When we lost to uh, Moorhead. Yeah, and at I that remember. point, I had a couch here. Had a. Uh, in the tournament, right? Yeah, first round of tournament. We had a couch here, had a recliner there, and. <laughs> What I can't, yeah, I had a couch here, recliner there, TV was over there. Yeah. And I ended up standing up behind or over here, like watching it, like really close to the TV. And I threw my phone so hard off the recliner that it bounced all the way across the room and hit the wall. <laughs> uh, luckily, it had an OtterBox on it, and uh, but I was not happy at all. I watched that game in Panama City Beach. You're welcome. I'm sure you were a, a lot happier than I was sitting on a beach. I was actually sitting on a recliner as well, <laughs> watch, watching the game, because I wanted to see it. Yeah. Bad time to go to Panama City Beach. Why would you ever go during the first round of a tournament? But still a good time. Yeah. But uh, the second game, they played, They went to the Oakland Zoo and played Notre Dame. Or not Notre Dame, they played Pittsburgh. They played Notre Dame Saturday. Let's <laughs> talk about that. But... I didn't know this game started out differently than what they had had been doing, though. Yeah, you said you stayed up for some of it, but fell asleep early because you stayed awake the night before. I only missed like the last six minutes, maybe. Which is kind of when we took over. Yeah. Now there was two of the worst calls that I've ever seen in this game. I saw one of them already. You saw the the flop call that they called, where he had the putback, right? Or was that the other one? Oh no, that's the second one. Yeah. So the flop call they called in the first half. They called okay. it on that guy and stopped the play, and it looked like they called a foul, and everyone thought that they called a foul, but they didn't. Right. But they called flopping, where the the guy shot it and he missed it. Malik got the foul or got the rebound, and the dude just kind of like ducked around him. Yeah. And they called flopping, and the guy definitely didn't do anything. No. So, the second one, we we definitely benefited from some very bad calls, and I want to be the first to say this because I always call out referees when they call bad calls against us. And sometimes you benefit from it, sometimes you don't. And that's some things. That's something that I don't feel like some fans will will say. 
Yeah. You know, like the Kentucky fans, they wouldn't admit that they got away with one when Lynn Bowden punched that guy in the face. <laughs> they just wanted to defend their guy. Look, I'm not defending it. It was bad calls. We got the we got the benefit from them, but I'm not defending that they were good and saying, oh, well, they were good calls. They weren't good calls. That that whatever foul they called on that tip in, that was awful. That was absolutely terrible. That they that they called that foul on that guy. I don't know how, where they saw the foul or what. That's the one I didn't see live, but I watched the video of it and I thought, hmm, that it was so bad. And I'll be honest with you, if I was capable at that point, I probably would have went way more nuts than he did. Yeah. But I guess he's thinking in his mind, well, we're still in this game. The game's not completely over. I don't want to do something to completely lose us this game. Right. So, uh, but Louisville ends up getting it, getting it to overtime. That happens in the overtime. And uh, David Johnson, to me, plays his best game that he's played. Um you missed. You didn't get to see a lot of that. He played really well down the stretch, kind of when you fell asleep. Good. He uh, ended up with 13 points, I believe, and he had what would have been the dunk of the year had he finished it. Yeah. Uh, and I'll show you. I have to show you the video because I recorded the game. Dude, he comes down the lane, and what Louisville was doing would have worked. Now, a lot of th- a lot of times, like stuff I've been talking about with people bad mouthing Mac, I brought it up in earlier podcasts that didn't really make sense is one of the things that they said was Mac doesn't make adjustments well. Yeah. This was the best game I'd seen since he's maybe been at Louisville adjustment wise of him making them. Okay. Substitution wise, other than this part that I'm about to talk about, I felt like he did it flawlessly. Yeah. I thought the way we started attacking them, I thought he did fantastic with changing it up. So David Johnson in the game, we watched him play three times last year in high school. The guy is a monster off the bounce. He's long, and he can handle the ball pretty well. Right. Good so, first step as well. Yes. So the white guard that they have that could shoot, I, I can't think of his first or his name. So what they would do was whoever was guarding him, they would bring him up and screen and make him switch. Yeah. So he was just taking that guy to the rim every time. Right. So he was either scoring, getting fouled, or passing it for a wide open shot. I would expose that every time. And they started doing it every time. And one of them, he did it, and the guy just trailed instead of switching. Yeah. So he came down a lane, and I'm talking Donovan Mitchell cocked it back. <laughs> and boom, went over the guy's head, and it missed it. it he missed the dunk because the guy went up for the block, and they didn't call foul, which it wasn't a foul. And Louisville got the long rebound out to the three-point line. He stepped out behind the three-point line, caught it, shot three, and made it. Yeah. So it was like it, – it was nasty. And He's going to be a great player, I think. I think this year having fresh is nice for you just to have options. And then obviously Perry, I still – I'm, I'm going to stick with the fact I don't think he's a point guard. I think – well, Perry plays off guard now mostly because fresh what? has come around and now you have David Johnson. To me – Someone asked me today, who would you play? Like, who needs to lose minutes? And I said, no one. To me, you go with what the hot hand is. What's, how many minutes per game do you know is Johnson averaging? Like Johnson's 20? At, now, I will say this. Johnson's minutes do need to go up. Yeah. But well, then somebody's got to lose minutes. Well, here's you're, the thing. You're, you're I, taking away minutes from McMahon. I already know it. Well, here's the thing. Not always. Because if you have McMahon like you did in the Notre Dame game, yeah. then Perry needs to lose minutes. If you have Perry, right. if you have a Perry like he did in the Miami game, McMahon needs to lose minutes. Feed the hot hand yes, mentality. Yes, you, you have to follow. Like the thing is, is Kimball since the UK game, I felt has been very consistent. Yeah, like Kimball's the only one right now. It's just like, yep, keep that guy in the game, especially down the stretch. He had some big buckets at the end of the at the end of this game last night, 
I mean, he he played really well. He's played really strong since that UK game. And I'm hoping that this game last night does the same thing for David Johnson, gives him that confidence going forward where it's like – and Sam Williamson too. Sam Williamson played some big minutes in that game last night. Williamson hit a big three in that game last night. And it's like, man, maybe this will start turning around. Maybe this is – the game we needed as a team to start turning this around. He looked so good at the beginning of the year, though. It, it was interesting. I, I don't think it was regression. Maybe it was just he was hot at the beginning of the year. But he really, rhythm-wise, didn't look as great as what he had. Yeah, the past probably six, seven games, he has not looked the same. Yeah. Because he, he, you came out, or he came out, and it's like, if this guy starts here and he keeps going up, this guy could be a freshman of the year type candidate if he just keeps improving. Yeah. And then it, he kind of regressed, and it, I, I'm hoping he's starting to finally hit his groove again because it feels like if we can start hitting this groove now, this is when you want to start hitting, start to hit that groove. And right now, oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I was not expecting that. Uh, but you start hitting this groove now going into February and into March, it's the perfect time when you want to do it. Yeah. I agree, and, and I think he's a key piece to your team too. I think Sutton is – got to have Sutton because Sutton is the guy who kind of makes that team yes. turn. And then obviously offensively you need Nora. Um, but without those two guys, I think the third key piece of that is Williamson because he just gives you so much more depth. He's very versatile. He could have a game where I could see him having 25. I'm sorry, that guy's so high up there. Yeah, that's on his head too. Um he, he could have a game where he could have 25, um, or he could have a game where he's got 10 rebounds, or he could have a game where he's just six assists, five rebounds. What? Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, you got to continue to develop him. I think the good thing about him and Johnson, though, is they're multi-year guys. Yeah. So you're going to have them for a couple of years to come, and they'll be good for a couple of years to come. Keep getting good recruiting classes and keep building on what you got currently. Yeah, so – um, an interesting stat that I heard today from uh, my buddy. Uh, I, I, well, it's great that I can't think. Mark Blankenbaker. My mind went blank again uh, on the radio this morning. So you've heard of the Ken Palm rankings, obviously. Right. So one thing that since the Ken Palm rankings have come out that has been consistent is that the team that has won the championship has been ranked inside the top 20 in both adjusted offense and defense. Hmm. Currently, there are only three teams that are ranked in the top 20 of both of those. L's one, obviously. One of them being Duke, hmm. one of them being Kansas, and the third one being Louisville. Kansas so, makes sense. Duke, well, Duke's the of, highest out of all three of them, three and six. Duke, I'm just kind of surprised at because I think Duke is vulnerable on the defensive end. When they pressure you like that, they're going to give up easy buckets, but they speed you up. Yeah. I, and, and they've got good interior help side defense as well, too. I'm looking at this thing because I think that's Hinkle. I thought that was a fence. Right? It, <laughs> it, looks well, like a, it looks like a fence. It is a fence. It's a railing that has a fence on it. It's oh, wow. Zip tied on there. That's Hinkle. Have you been there before? Yeah. Old I, school. I wanted, I've always wanted to go there. It seems like a pretty cool place to go to see a game. While you were talking about college, I think we've got to give shout out to a couple of teams because there's a couple of teams that, A, are playing above what I expected them to play so far this year or B, teams that maybe weren't even on the radar who are in the top 25. So if you haven't watched much college basketball or if you haven't seen the rankings lately, you got Baylor at the number two spot right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like that that blows me away. I would have never expected that. That team is 
surprisingly a lot of fun to watch as well too this year now auburn is a team who's in the mix we've already talked about that not not really so sure at how great auburn truly is but 15 and 0 you've got to put them in your top five right now so they're just inside that at the four spot you got butler who you got on your tv right now who's in a battle with seton hall who's another good team but butler's 15 and 1 sitting at the five spot at the seven spot, you got San Diego State, who's seventeen and zero. So I went and looked at San Diego State's schedule. Yeah, have you looked at that? They play some of those WCC teams who are good, though, who I mentioned to you earlier. But even those teams that are good, they're not Big Ten, ACC, Power Conference teams. Good, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, seventeen and zero. I still think you gotta give credit, and I think realistically that San Diego State team is a good team. I just think at the end of the year they fall between the twenty-five to thirtieth ranked team. In the who is Butler's coach? Is that who I think it is? I forget his name. Is that Luther Head? They used to play for Illinois. Who? What happened to their coach? I didn't know they had a coaching change this year. I feel like he went somewhere kind of big. Mm. I can see that he's a good coach. No, Laval Jordan. I still want to know. I didn't even know they had a coaching. I I mean, that shows you. Yeah, I haven't really watched Butler this year. I've just heard good things. They beat somebody pretty good. I've watched them, but I I told you, I I watch them like we're watching them right now. I don't watch with sound, and sometimes I don't pay. (laughs) I watch my own coaching adjustments or whatever, and rarely anymore, like if it's not my team or a team who I'm invested in, how am I going to watch a whole game of Butler? Yeah, you know I mean, like it just doesn't happen that often. But got to give a additional shout out to Oregon, who's in the top 10, 2, 14, and three at the eight spot. You got West Virginia, who got to got to be a fan of Huggins. You know, what I mean, old, old Huggy Bear there. In we West had a Virginia. lot of battles back in the day with Huggins, man. That's I used to right. hate playing his teams. Yeah, and for good reason. Like that it dude just... gets the most out of his players. But they're sitting at 12th right now. You got Dayton at 13. I actually read a report today that ESPN had Obi Toppin as the top-ranked college player in the NCAA. Have right you watched now. him yet? Yeah. I oh, do. yeah, we talked about it where we watched him in the Maui thing. No way is he the best player in the NCAA right now. No. Zero chance of that. But he's a good player, and I think part of that, essentially what the article alluded to is – did you have Dayton in your top 50 this year? No. Are they in the top 15 right now? Yes. Okay. I don't think that's an argument to say that you're the best player in the country. But So I'm going to go off of what you're saying, and I'm going to combat the people that I've talked about for a while. The people that have talked bad about Chris Mack and Louisville. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I'm interrupting what you're doing there. If you got a couple more, you're not. you can go ahead and say it. So, it goes off of kind of what you're saying. Think about the preseason polls whenever they came out. Number one was Michigan State. Number two was Kentucky. Number three was Kansas. I number four so. was Duke. Number five was Louisville. Yeah. So let's just take the top five. I think nine was UNC, right? I believe so, that, yeah. That hasn't gone so well. Or no, I think you were seven. Seven or nine, yeah. yeah. So it was top ten. So I'm sorry <laughs> that i got to bring up your team, but one of them is North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Now – is, are you guys uh, maybe am I missing? Are you guys talking about firing Roy Williams at all? No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you guys weren't going off the deep end and saying, "Oh, this guy's having one bad season because he's been hurt by injuries." Maybe we should go ahead and fire this guy. Roy did say that though. He said he should be fired after the Clemson loss. <laughs> <laughs> how, how does Brad Brunell feel after that? I know. Like, oh wow, I should be fired, and then he goes and beats Duke. Yeah, but obviously pretty good. Let's go Michigan State. What's Michigan State got? Four or five losses. 
They just got yeah. absolutely housed by Purdue last week. No offense to D, but you get beat by 30 by Purdue with this Purdue team right now with them having that. And that, you're supposed to be the number one team in the nation? That set a record, though. For biggest loss? For Michigan State. I forget what the exact record was, but, yeah, they don't lose like that at home. Now, Duke is good, but guess what? Duke has taken two losses they shouldn't have taken. Yeah. They lost to Stephen F. Austin at Cameron. At Cameron. Right. Then they lost to Clemson last night. Louisville has three losses. And then we got to go to Kentucky. Kentucky got beat by Evansville. Yeah. They beat us. So I'm, I'm, I'm not bad-mouthing Kentucky before anyone tries to hop on my on my case. I'm not bad-mouthing Kentucky. I'm just bringing up examples. So they, lo- they lose to Evansville. They lost to Utah, and who was the other one they lost to? There was two in a row. They lost to Utah, Evansville, and um, – I forget. I can't remember who the other – it was a good team, I feel like, or a decent team. They just lost it right before Louisville because it would have it would have been three straight losses if Louisville right. beat them. It was in Vegas. Uh, who was it? Because it was UCLA and you all played, and then they played Ohio State. Yep. Ohio State beat them. So, That's the, right. two bad losses and a and a decent team loss. So then you have Ohio State, who was ranked. Ohio State's lost. Look at Maryland. Yeah, Maryland just lost again last night. And then you have our fans who out here. We have three losses. Right. Three losses to ranked teams. Three ranked teams. One of them probably the hottest team in college basketball right now. Florida State. Florida State's are. I mean, you can't really say that because there's undefeated teams. But Florida State's playing really, really well right now. Yeah, they only have two losses, so they're in that conversation. Think about it. Early on, I told you. I mean, I felt like that Florida State team could compete for an ACC championship. I will give this you year. credit. You did say that, and I was like, "Well, they lost to Pittsburgh, and then they beat us." Yeah. So I got to give you credit on that because you did bring them up even after they lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is odd to me too. I like that McGowan's kid, man. I think he, he can fill it up, dude. I think. Well, he he did have. I, I think statistically, I think he had twenty six shots against you all last night, or twenty two. It was over twenty, whatever it was, and he went eight for whatever twenty two. I think is what it was, but yeah. I really like his game. So I think that Pittsburgh team, if he plays well, they've got a chance to win every game. So I say all that to say this. There's teams that were ranked in front of us. Yeah. They're now ranked behind us. Yeah. There's teams that were ranked right by us. Florida was ranked one spot behind us. They're not ranked anymore. Number seven, yeah. you all. They're not ranked a, anymore. Florida's had a really tough year as well. And that's not the as thing, tough man. as North Carolina, but you are getting on Chris Mack. We're still winning games. We are tied for first in what normally is the best basketball conference in college basketball. Right. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something. Do you still think the Big Ten is the best basketball conference? Yeah. Even after the week that they've had. Yes. Because I don't think you you go by only the top team or teams in the conference. I think what you're doing is you're saying that Duke and U of L will beat any team in the Big Ten. Is that what you're doing? Uh, I think both. I think the top three in the ACC could beat any teams in the in the Big Ten. I think they could. Yeah. So you're putting Florida State in there with the I top would. three? Yes. Okay. I was just yeah. making sure that's who it was because I was going to say Virginia is an interesting no. team this year. Virginia is so Jekyll and Hyde, man. Like one game you'll see them hold Syracuse to 24 points, which I guess really isn't that big of a feat. And then the next time they'll lose to them. If you score 60 on Virginia, you probably win. Yeah. This year. I mean, I don't think they have the scoring. They they lose Kyle Guy. They lose uh, DeAndre Hunter. And they lose um, the big guy. Jerome. Okay. Ty Jerome. Yeah. 
Or so, they lost their big guy too, didn't they? Yeah, Jack Salt. But I think to me the big three are those scoring guys. Kyle Guy scored a lot of points for them, hit a lot of clutch shots. Ty Jerome is a guy who, when it came down lot late shot clock situation, could get a bucket. And then obviously DeAndre Jordan was the best player on that team. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Excuse yes. me, why I said Jordan. <laughs> um, I was actually reading an article about him today about making $40 million or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, it's not ideal for this team to blow big leads. But right. we've seen in college basketball that right now there's not a surefire best team in the country. Now, Gonzaga will probably spend the most time at number one because the the te- the conference that they play in is not as tough. I know you I know you said you were you liked the couple of the teams in there. I know St. Mary's was preseason top twenty five. Yeah. Uh I don't I haven't looked to see where they're at now. But I think Gonzaga's also done a good job of adding a couple of teams. You know, obviously they played North Carolina who doesn't isn't gonna help them this year. Uh, but they played in a couple of tournaments where they played some higher-ranked teams as well, too, so that's intelligent on their part. I think that's something that Mark Few has learned over the years. That um, Well, I don't think teams will play before. I don't think it's Few. Well, he he was like, man, nobody will come out here. Right. So it's like, I got to either go there or we got to play neutral court or I got to start doing something because right. all I'm doing is my team's not getting ready, and if I think they're ready, other people don't, so we're not getting seated well enough. Well, I so i got to go and play anybody anywhere. He also realized you don't have to be a one seed to win the NCAA tournament. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think you have to make it, and to make it for them, it's difficult each year, right? Because, once again, their schedule is not that great. But once you make it, if you're a top three seed, you know, it's, hey, it's kind of luck of the draw anymore. You get a yeah. team like Auburn last year who was hot going into it. Yeah. Whoever it may be, that's why I say play good ball at the right time of the year, and that's what you're wanting UofL to do. Yes. You've got an interesting stretch coming up here, too. Yeah, we got Duke coming up, and we got Florida State again. Um, we have Virginia twice to end the season. Yep. Um, we play you all in, at the end of February, which remains to be seen if – um, Anthony's going to be back or not. I mean, no one's really said anything either way. But but even if he is, now we're so far depleted. I mean, we, we're not getting um, Manly back at all this year. We just got Anthony Harris back, and then he gets hurt again. He's out for the entire season. Uh, Jeremiah Francis just got hurt again, too. It's It's literally one piece after another. Brandon Robinson just got in a car wreck Saturday after he scores his career high. Wow. I think he'll be playing still. I think he's okay. But it's, yeah, North Carolina this year won't make the NCAA. Interesting interesting tidbit there. Yeah. They can't. I think realistically it's going to be impossible. Yeah. So something that you and I uh, were kind of talking about, uh, I told you that I wanted to to bring up – was the WNBA and their collection, collective bargaining agreement they disagreed to. Yep. Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, I think those, I think they did need more money because I think it was breaking down the product that they do have here. Now, some people may say, what product? I don't watch the WNBA. And I'll be honest with you, I don't watch the WNBA. Yeah. I keep up with certain players because they went to Louisville or because I know that they're good players. But... The fact is, is they weren't making very much money at all. It said the base salaries went up from one seventeen five hundred to two twenty five, I, th- I believe. So, yeah. it might have been one twenty five to two seventeen. I think they were making less than that. that originally, there was a lot of people who were making less than that. Now they will make over a hundred each, right? Yeah, that's a. I mean, a hundred k to play a six month season. 
Now, obviously, you're, you you got to do more than six months of work, but I'm just saying. All right, it says WNBA play, the WNBA and the Players Union have come to tentative terms on a new collective bargaining agreement that includes a significant salary bump for the league's highest paid players. Oh, this is highest paid. Right. Highest paid will go from an annual base salary of one seventeen five hundred to two fifteen. But I saw veterans can make substantially more than that. That's uh, yeah, that's just a base salary for its highest paid players. Yeah. So they could definitely make more than that. They just, that's like a minimum wage for highest paid players, I guess. Yeah, I saw a couple of them that were making up to half a mil. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to get bigger contracts for these bigger name players. Yeah. Um, uh, but one thing I think that helps is, well, you got people like Brianna Stewart, right? Fantastic player at UConn, uh, fantastic player in the WNBA, but she tears her Achilles. I think these players are getting run down because they, they weren't making enough money in just the WNBA, so they're going overseas to make more money. A lot of times, people don't realize that about the WNBA. They see this six-month season because it happens you know, in the offseason of the, of the NBA, and they think, oh, this is the only... This is the only time those WNBA players play. No, they go overseas and make most of their money. A lot of those players make a lot more, like you mentioned. I mean, like Tarazi. Tarazi makes like $2 million a year overseas. I didn't realize that until McCautry got in the WNBA because at that point, that was the only Louisville player they had in there, so I didn't really pay. Wasn't Shimmel in there before? Or she was after? McCautry was first. Yeah. And McCautry was the first uh, season that uh, Walls was there. Yeah, that was her senior year. They made it to the championship game with yeah, her. Yeah, Schimmel was after that. I forgot about that. Yeah, Schimmel was when we uh, won the championship. It was the same year. I haven't seen. Has Schimmel done anything in that WNBA? She made a nice play the other day. I thought I kind of thought she was out of the NBA yeah. WNBA because there was some. She kind of there was some stuff going back and forth between her and one of the coaches because the coach kept saying she was showing up out of shape, and. Um, so. I, I could see her sister not being a great NBA, but Shoney should be a WNBA player, right? Yeah, she's still. That's what I'm saying. She's still in the WNBA, right? But is her sister? No, but I love her sister so yeah. much. Oh. <laughs> Jude Schimmel, man. Yeah. I don't know if Jude. Jude was a good player, but I don't know. If she, she was. was uh, she was okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm glad that they did it. Um. This is where I think we mentioned previously before, and this is at the end of the day, the WA is a, a WNBA. I don't know what I just said. WNBA is a business, yeah. just like the NBA is a business. And so the CBA is the collective bargaining agreement, right? And that's done by the players in agreement with the league, yada, 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 so on and so forth. I think having them on NBA 2K this yeah. year is a huge monetary unit i'm sure they got paid to do that i think they need to keep getting stuff like that maybe their tv deal is structured better but at the end of the day if you don't have a product that's bringing in revenue you just can't pay the people what they're paying so like in any business structure this could realistically be the end of the WNBA if it goes south and the and you start paying these players that much more money so i i hope that they're i want these women to make money playing basketball, playing the game they love. That's what I want to see. Yeah. But I want them to be able to have a job for years to come as well, too. And like we said, overseas might be the better option, just like it is the better option for many professional players as well, too. Yeah. I mean, you look at Jeremy Lin wins a national cha- or a uh, NBA championship last year and then decides to go overseas this year. 
Yeah. So nothing wrong with that. I mean, and it's a fun lifestyle. I, I like a lot of those other countries. Hopefully it works out well for everybody involved, but I'm, I'm not sure this was the best case scenario for everybody involved. Yeah. So I guess that moves us to our power moves. How many, how many you got? 12. I got two of them. Do you notice I say 12 every time? Yeah. That's why I say I, I just start saying how many I have. Right. How many you got really? I got, I think, three. All right. No, two. You got three. two? Three. Three? Three. Right, well, let me start off with my first one because we already mentioned it, but you got to give Clemson a shout-out for beating North Carolina and Duke in the same week, essentially. I mean, not really same week, but same week of basketball. Uh, first time beating North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 60 tries, so got to give them a little bit of credit as well, too. That's nuts. Yeah, and that's their uh, basketball team, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> um. I said that I was going to write a power move down earlier, and I literally wrote down power move. Oh, man. What a power move, bro. What was it we were talking about earlier that I was going to talk about? You didn't tell me. Oh, man. Well, you keep thinking, and I'll tell you. Oh, nope. I remember what it was. Good. Good. All right. So, the story of... You just gave uh, me the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Andrews eyes, bro. I did, because you reminded (laughs) me of what I was talking about. No, so, did you see the story, or did you read that entire... Or the the background of that uh, Paul George interview about like or the big thing that came from it. I don't know. I I read details on it, but I'm not sure what specifically you're referencing. The house. How big of a power move was it for Kawhi to <laughs> stay in Drake's house in L.A. Yeah. Just to talk to the Clippers to go to the Clippers. Yeah. That's well, got to be one of the biggest power moves I've ever heard. He was out there on interviews with them, and uh, they said they tracked it down to where they think. It was the same day that he got the offer from the Raptors right. that he talked to the Clippers about getting Paul George or someone like Paul George. And they said that, <laughs> like, if the Drake curse wasn't real, it definitely is now because they said that uh, Kawhi Leonard met and became friends with Paul George at Drake's house during parties. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. If the the people in Toronto just might be like, look, man, I don't know if that championship was worth all the stuff you bring us. Oh, I I disagree. I think <laughs> they are very happy with that one championship. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. It was it was hilarious to hear that as well too. How did he facilitate the trade? Or I mean, it wasn't a tr- well. They, it, they facilitated the trade with Paul George, right? But which ended up working out for both parties. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is one of the bright stars. He's had a triple double with twenty rebounds. That's right. And, the youngest player to ever do that? And he's in the conversation for most improved this year. Now, there's obviously a couple of other people who are probably front runners. With that being said, he's at least in the conversation. But, yeah, great story. I, I was very blown away by that because I hadn't heard anything about Why did it come out now? You know, Because I mean? it, it came out – it was in that uh, the interview. What – the, the Paul co- George? The, yeah, the Paul George interview for the cover because he was on the cover of ESPN the magazine. But how did that not come out before, I'm saying? Like, why? Who's going to tell anybody? It's, Kawhi and Paul George are the only ones that knew that. They're not going to tell anybody about that. I feel like somebody else maybe knew. Had to be somebody else who was involved. But, yeah, it was great. So uh, the other one we, we already mentioned, so you got to give him a quick shout-out. But Joe Burrows sets the FBS single-season record for touchdown passes and TDs responsible for. He broke Colt Brennan's 2006 record. I remember watching that Colt Brennan uh, I did too at season. Yeah, yeah, he was nice. 
I didn't watch a ton of games. I probably watched three games. Once he got on the radar, you know, they were must-watch games. And even, two, still to this day, remember I, I talked about one of the highlight games this year was Hawaii and Boise State yeah. and Hawaii and somebody else. I forgot the other team who had no defense whatsoever. <laughs> but just it was going to be a slobber knocker on offense. Defense was not going to be on the field. But he breaks those records, 60 touchdown passes and 65 total touchdowns in a year. He's the Heisman winner. He's the only player in SEC history to throw for both 4,000 yards and 40 TDs. But not only is he the only player to do that, he broke those totals by having 5,671 total <laughs> passing yards and 60 touchdown passes, which is 20 more TD passes than what By the way, dude, something I didn't know what until they were announcing the final 11 of that uh, 150 list. Yeah. Did you know that Barry Sanders had 2,600 yards rushing in one season? No. 2,628, 538 yards rushing a game. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, 238 yards rushing a game, not 500, which is still insane. He's yeah. only played 11 games. Right. That's nuts. That that list kind of surprised me a little bit, but it's like you said, that was because I, I didn't know the stats involved with yeah. it. And overall, it was pretty well done. And I liked having it done at halftime like that and filling some TV spots as well. Saban being on at halftime, I liked yeah. as well, too. I saw Harry Douglas made a, a an appearance as well. I don't know what station it was on, hmm. but the ESPN shared the clip on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, I know Harry Douglas is part of that. Yeah, I didn't see it. I, I was at Cluckers, and they had the one one channel on, and some of it I couldn't hear. There was some interesting conversations going on around – as always in a place like that, you know, yeah. you got a bunch of guys hanging out. They get a little rambunctious with some of their stuff. So what was your, uh, do you have another power move for that? Was so uh, today, Teddy Bridgewater tweeted out a video. Uh, it was like a season highlight video of just kind of like how the season went. It was like, thanks New Orleans for a great season. Can't wait for, uh, it was full of like highlights and stuff. Can't wait for next year. Yeah. Well, during this, <laughs> during this clip, it has the uh, clip of Rex Ryan. And in the clip, Rex Ryan says, now that Drew Brees is hurt, or someone says, now that Drew Brees is hurt, who do they go with? And he goes, well, I hope it's not Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I don't I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's a good player. I don't think he can pass the ball. And I don't. if they have to depend on Teddy Bridgewater, they're not going to win games. Yeah. And it pops up the clown emoji on his face. <laughs> so my power move goes to Mr. Teddy Bridgewater, who not only shut him up, but then made a video of it. And put a clown face on his face. That's hilarious. So, Rex Ryan has done that to himself a couple times. And the reality is that's part of being on a show like that. Like, bro, you you have a tattoo of Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything you have to say. The, the butt fumble. Yeah. Well, my, my last power move is going to be a little-known guy by the name of Chad Ochocinco Johnson. <laughs> He's trying out <laughs> so to be good. an XFL kicker. Dude, it's classic. I mean – Ocho Cinco has always actually been a decent kicker. He once made a PAT in the NFL. Yeah. And he also had a kickoff in in NFL game as well, too. He last played in 2011. He's 42 years old currently. Now, he is a six-time Pro Bowler as receiver, but should be fun. We've, We've talked about the XFL a couple of times on here recently, and the more that I hear these storylines, the more I'm intrigued by it. So hopefully he makes a roster. And he says his goal is to then make an NFL team. And he says he's good from 60 or 70. So Feet? Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah, there ain't no way a dude can kick 60 yards. I don't know. I feel like he probably does have a 60 good... yards? This is the thing. I feel like he's got the leg to kick that far. I don't feel like he's got the accuracy to make field goals from that far. Yeah. So that's that's a big difference. And consistency. You know what I mean? Like, Who's think this of... water boy? What is that? <laughs> think about it, though. If, if you're kicking a 60 or 70-yard field goal and you miss it, you're giving that team great field goal position because you're giving them the ball at the 50, right? I mean, at least if, the 50. See, uh, about the 43. Yeah. 43 would be 60 yards, yeah. yeah. So, hey, man, probably not a good idea. No. All right, so, I mean, I got one beef. 12. I'm just joking. I got two. Two? Yeah. I kind of want to finish with mine, like always, because this is going to be another good one. Yeah. Well, I, I'll go with my two then because I've got two beefs with the Pelicans and Zion. I, I don't know if you saw this, but originally he was supposed to play this, this week. This Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Not happening. Now they're saying Jen. Well, to be fair, that was a rumor on a thing on Facebook. That was never confirmed by them. They speculated it. Yeah. They, they kind of released that information, and then they took it back a little bit, right? That was their original calendar schedule. More of the story, now they're talking about January 22nd will be his first game. Not that far away, but still pushing it back, back, back. Now they do play Utah that night, so could we see? I thought, we, I thought they were they played Utah this Thursday, but oh, he's coming yeah. back against San Antonio. I think you're right. It yeah. is San Antonio. I was hoping for a uh, Eiffel Tower of Rudy Gobert. You know what I mean? <laughs> we we dunk it over him. Oh, it might be LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't know if LaMarcus is getting out of the way at least. Um <laughs> But, yeah, that, that would have been fun to watch. So you got got to complain about that a little bit. But also, I don't know if you saw this, but it's the fourth quarter, and they're playing the Pistons, and there's a minute and 52 seconds to go. And they're up. Pelicans are up 102 to 100. So it's a good game. And Zion is literally dozing off on the bench. And he's, like, nodding and, like, eyes closing. And the the camera pans off of him really quick to, to not show it. But come on, Zion. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. Come on, man. But that's my first beef. My second beef is kind of an off-the-wall one. So you, you know I've been doing the NBA fantasy pretty heavy, as always. Yeah. And I've had a really great year. It's got to be... It's an eight-man league, so that helps you get a good team, right? But it's got to be one of the best NBA rosters I've ever had. And I was looking the other day and trying to see if I could make any trades in the league with active guys and, and just see what I could do to add a couple of players that I like, not necessarily make the team better, just see. So Ben Simmons is obviously one of the guys who's on one of my favorite teams. I already have Tobias Harris. I already have Al Horford. Shouldn't theoretically add Ben Simmons because that doesn't make sense to yeah. have three players. You know what I mean? On the Lakers, it would be good to have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Otherwise, you don't really have two players from one team that often, let alone three players from a team. I think in the Sixers case, you could legitimately have four players because you got Embiid in the mix on there as well. So I think Horford is the worst fantasy player out of all of them. Yeah. With that being said, I noticed something. Uh, so in NBA fantasy, depending on how your league is, the more positions a player plays, the more valuable they are, in my opinion. And so you've got guys like Luka Doncic, who plays three positions in NBA fantasy. You've got guys like LeBron James. Now, the two that I think are more along the lines of where Simmons stands is Ben Ingram. or, or uh, Why am I saying Ben Ingram? Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is having a great year this year. 
He's a three-position player. And then you also have Drew Holiday, who's not really having a great year, but he's a three-position player as well. And ESPN has Ben Simmons solely listed as a point guard. Don't do that, ESPN. Does not make any sense. The other night when Embiid was out, he's playing center. So you have to at least have him at point guard and power forward and center, in my opinion. Um, I probably actually wouldn't put him at center. I I would probably put him at point guard and power forward. But can't have him at only one position. So stop me from trading him. ESPN, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, fix that, please. Six six ten point guard, true, but he also (laughs) plays other positions. So you ready for mine? I'm ready. All right, so, you know, we just spoke about uh, the uh, top, or the 150 greatest players list, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and tear it apart. Good, because I hate those lists. I'm going to go ahead and absolutely tear it apart, because... If you go back and read it, which I encourage everyone to do so, it is one of the worst put-together lists I've ever seen. You're mad Lamar's not on there, aren't you? Lamar's not on it, first off. <laughs> and there's no way you can tell me that dude's not a top 150 player of all time. First off, if you win the Heisman Trophy, you should automatically make the list, in my opinion. I mean, I don't how think many, that's a ridiculous thing to say. How many Heisman Trophy winners have there been? I forget. Um... Not sure. 50 plus, right? Yeah. You're going to tell me that Lamar's not... I don't... So... Right. Let's just go this way. So, in the past 30 years, one player in the top 30. That one player, Peyton Manning. And guess what? Guess who else is not on the list? Because I'm going to start this, and I'm going to... There's going to be levels to this. Yeah. So, it's a player you probably have heard of. Uh, I'm... Not being sarcastic on this, you you probably have some people probably have it. Danny Warfel, yeah, Danny Warfel uh, won the Heisman Trophy with Florida. Better stats than Peyton Manning in college. Beat Peyton Manning three times head to head. Guess what? Danny Warfel's not on the list. Peyton Manning's <laughs> number twenty one. <laughs> Second thing, there is not a person that played after the year two thousand in the top forty four players. Wow. You're going to tell me in the last 20 years there's not been somebody that good? Let's go back to the number 11 guy. Some guy you may have heard of, Roger Staubach. Yeah. Roger Staubach, man, great, right? Roger Staubach's career stats, they list it on here. So you don't really got to go that far to look for it. (laughs) Roger Staubach's fantastic career stats. 3,571 passing yards, 682 rushing yards, and 35 touchdowns. But what was his record? Do you know? I mean, he's a pretty good player. I have, I have no idea. Right. But I think that's the thing is we, we're such an analytical society. I'll let you go on, but I, I just want to make sure. We can't only go by stats. Lamar did that in his sophomore year. <laughs> he did more of that in his sophomore year. Right. So other players that were put on this list that were uh, put in on there over Lamar Jackson, one of them being Deshaun Watson, who Lamar beat in the Heisman that year. Yeah. Uh, one of them was Michael Vick, who, if you've ever gone back and looked at Michael Vick's college stats, not very good. No, not. Another not one, good. Baker Mayfield. Mm. Uh, another thing, so Namagasu's on this list. I'm not really saying I disagree with that. Namagasu had 24 career sacks. Guess what? Elvis Dumerville had 20 in one season, not in the top 150. <laughs> so, again, okay, Namagasu played in the Big 12. Okay, that's fine. You can make that argument. And the the. 
John said, I'm not really disagreeing with you, but I, I think you got to give more credit to Namagasu for having those 24 career sacks because he did it from an interior lineman position, I which think. is a tougher thing. Dude, I said, that's a that's a good it's valid like Aaron point. Aaron Donald, right? Yeah, and I said, but you still can't explain to me. Aaron Donald's not on the list either, Yeah, which is phenomenal to me. There's so many players that are not on this list that it's like, oh, my gosh. Now, there's certain players that I won't disagree. I'm not disagreeing with Barry Sanders. The dude ran for almost 3,000 yards in one season in 11 11- 11 games right like there's players that i'm not disagreeing with but it's like a lot of these players if you go back and look at this list they went back and looked at what they did in the nfl or looked at how famous these players were and they put them on this list in my opinion because you can't tell me that these players are better than players that there's not a player from the year 2000 or, or sooner in the top 44 literally the first one's 45 and it's adrian peterson Adrian Peterson's the 45th best player of all time. Yeah. That guy was a monster at Oklahoma. Yeah. And then right after him? I think he's still a monster, by the way. You know, you know. can you guess who's after him? We mentioned him on this episode today. One of our favorite guys in the NFL. Marshawn? No. I was uh, going to say, I don't think he was that. I mean, he was good no, in it, The other guy we said was one of our favorite guys in the NFL. I don't remember. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald was 46. Yeah. So... There's there's a lot of players on this list that are listed in certain places and I'm just like it's terrible. What is going on right now? This guy's clowning. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. That coach smartly pushes him away. Yeah. Sit down. Um wasn't no, it was Georgia that Hagens was committed to at first. It wasn't South Carolina. He's walking around on purpose. He's not sitting down. <laughs> That's so good. Well, the guy's crouching with him. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Sorry, we're giving you guys play-by-play of what's going on in the Kentucky game. Ashton Hagens just fouls out. While I'm losing my lock of the week already, <laughs> yeah. for the third week in a row, I picked it on a Wednesday night game and lost it. It's all good. It happens. But that list is absolute trash. Yeah. I think you should go and at least read it because it. I mean, you can just scroll through it and look at the players. Right. Like some of the players are like really far back. Number one fifty was Baker Mayfield, and it, it just blows me away. You're going to tell me that? Okay, I thought that was men's for a second. I was like, whoa. Oh. Uh, you're going to tell me that Lamar is not a top one hundred and fifty player all time? That is an absolute and utter joke to me, and it discredited the entire list for me. And then I read it even more, and that it was terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I have looked at it some, and obviously I watched the halftime presentation. I, I, You know I hate those lists because I think no matter what, there's no way of getting that list correct because I think there's always some type of bias involved. There's yeah. some type of games you've seen, some type of it, – it's just impossible to make those lists. I think we as humans want those lists to be made, and there's nothing wrong for that, but – we don't need to do it. Yeah, We need to just go with what our gut says and say they were a great player and not try to categorize, categorize them in sequen- sequential order. Yeah. Oh, not only did Lamar do that his sophomore year, he also did it his junior year too. <laughs> so um, if anybody wants to come at me with that uh, Roger Staubach smoke, we can definitely talk about that until the cows come home. Because yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again, and I still don't care if it's – Bias, guess what? It's not recency bias anymore because he hasn't played for Louisville for three years now. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Lamar Jackson is the greatest college football player of all time. And I don't care if people disagree with me. That's fine. That's why people have opinions. Yeah. People have differing opinions, and that's fine. But 
even if you disagree with me, I think you would also agree that he is at least the top 150 greatest player of all time. I mean, I, I don't know. Do you disagree with me on that? I think Mitch Trubisky is. I mean, that's that's you can think that. That's fine. I think Giovanni Bernard is. Gio was great. I probably not. What's crazy is I don't really remember Giovanni Bernard there. I rem- I do. I remember uh, Switzer. I do. Switzer was nice. Switzer was very nice. Switzer, I'm still surprised. Where's Switzer at right now? Steelers? With Pittsburgh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's at Dallas for a while, but I'm surprised Switzer hasn't made more of an impact wherever he's at, returning kicks or something. Yeah. That's really all I got, man. What about you? You got anything else? The same as well. Nice. Well, we're going to, I guess, enjoy the end of this game. I got to make a... Uh, no, I'm not. I got to make a uh, a correction on my Xbox. I'm an idiot. I'll tell you. Uh-huh. I mean, I can tell you the story real quick. So, we were sitting here. I got gift cards on Amazon and I got the new Call of Duty. Well, is that 7th Woods? Did he transfer? Yeah. Well, I knew he transferred, but that's 7th Woods right there, ain't it? I might be. I didn't know he transferred oh, to South man. Carolina. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> so, um, I didn't know he wasn't playing. I got the digital code. Yeah. And uh, there's the kid that won Mr. Basketball over David Johnson, too. The one that's in the jumpsuit. Still hurt. Um, Sounds I had like an, you're still hurt about that. <laughs> no, I I mean doesn't it's whatever. It was a joke. The dude only played like ten games. Yeah. And won the Mr. Basketball. So Kentucky has issues with picking Mr. Basketball on occasion, don't they? Um, a lot. If you go to this if you go to Kentucky, you're gonna win Mr. Basketball Mr. Swillow more often than not. Q lost when you thought he should have won to Carson, uh, right? Q lost to uh, Dominique Hawkins. I thought Carson or won. Or no. Carson won that year the he might have. Kid who went to Northern Kentucky. Right? Yeah, that kid was pretty good, but he was very good. But Q should have won. No, that was oh Quentin Gooden. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Quentin Snyder. Snyder. I was no, like, wait, sorry. no. no. Uh, so I used to have an old account on Xbox Live. Yeah, and I typed in that email, and I thought that was the one that was associated with my current one. Oh no! So I downloaded it on my other. So gamer what tag. happens now, though? I don't know. I'm gonna have to call Xbox and oh, figure man. something out here. Because it's like, I can give you all the information for both of them, but I don't know what's going to happen. So right. hopefully I'll get some good news here in a minute, because I don't know yeah. what else I'm going to do if I don't. Right. But yeah, that's really all I got. Good so, luck, my friend. Yes. So guys, keep liking, keep sharing. I promise you, i tell you what, I'll make you guys a deal. Oh. We'll have we'll have an interview with somebody within the, or a guest within the next three episodes. Oh. So we got to start mixing it up again. Of course. Bring the spark as like an old married couple. We got to get the spark back. <laughs> you know, it's getting into basketball season and we're just getting lazy and just sitting here and watching games and talking. And some of us have been busy as well. That, and some of us have been playing a lot of basketball recently yes. as well. So we'll get a guest or or we'll get a, a good interview to come up soon. I, yeah. I'll promise you that in the next three episodes. I'll get one. Stephen Beal is requesting David Scott again. He's he's very disappointed. That, Did he write you and say that? No, I played with him actually last Thursday, and uh, he expressed to me his disinterest in us right now because we you promised him that David Scott and that I told him the story that was me. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you got to get on that one then. That's one of the them. Southern Indiana legend. That's right. Maybe that's who comes on in the next three episodes. And Argentinian legend. Oh, but guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Most importantly, keep listening. 
And also, it's pretty warm outside, and I'm digging that. It was like 70 degrees. Yeah, as long day. as it doesn't flood again. Well, that's why they're building that under that under the ground uh, water runoff thing. Yeah, that's also why they're doing work in my backyard for 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we appreciate you guys listening, and we appreciate you guys commenting and you know messaging us or texting us and letting us know your thoughts, even if you disagree with us. We appreciate that because that means you're listening. That's right. So, most importantly, beef out. Go heels.